Okay, ready. And three, two, one. Wow, it actually does work. <laughs> I didn't think Chris could do it. <laughs> Adam, are you ready to call this meeting to order? Now more than ever before, Chris. I thought you might say that. Indeed. Hey, guess what? What's up, bro? We're in the same place together again. Once again, buddy. That's, That's a, fist a fist bump, bump folks. folks. <laughs> <laughs> We're in Austin, Texas. Dude, welcome to my hometown. Your new hometown. That's right. We're guests. Place. I'm your guest in your hometown. That's right. How does it feel to be a guest in my hometown? It feels great. Isn't it? I though? love coming here, but especially as a guest in your hometown. Dude. It's the best feeling ever to host you this way. But that's not all we have going on. That's correct. Adam, do you want to reveal to the listening audience what we're doing here today? Um, We are celebrating the, I guess, the official first Gravity Build Real World. Gravity Beard Real World. That's exactly what we're doing. It's kind of hard to say. Gravity Beard Real World. Not for me, it's not. That's because it's just ingrained since you were a child. I was destined to do this. This is what your life has led up to. Okay, well, everybody that knows about Real World, which obviously we're ripping off directly from MTV, knows that it's not just two people in a house, it's multiple people in a house together. That's correct. So we're joined by other people. That's that's how we get to the multiple. Right. It becomes a world more than just a community. Okay, so here we go. I want to introduce our guests. Our first guest is someone that... The Gravity Beard intern group is very, very familiar with. There's the possibly most familiar with. yeah. There's not a person in the group that that everyone else is more familiar with than this human. That's right. That's right. For a long time now, he's got a lot of responsibilities, a lot of titles. He covers a lot of bases. That's right. The title that he holds that no one else has ever held, and he earned it all by himself, is That's MVP, it. Most Valuable Player. All right. So, <laughs> from the Papa Filmcast. Keith Gallo, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, welcome to the show, brother. Hashtag MVP. <laughs> this is how I talk. Yes. Um, what other cliches do I have to cover? <laughs> cliches? cliches Authentications. Bits. Bits. The, the, the things you got to make the memes. Is these the memes I like, of the show? Keith, I think you won't be surprised when I refer to that as fabric. It is the fabric of what we do. <laughs> the, the tapestry. Tapestry. There you go. <laughs> That's yeah. correct. Now you've caught up. <laughs> All right. Yes. Uh, yeah. Hello. Thank you for being here. Well, uh, they're uh, fumigating the library. Yeah. Luke yeah. Uh, stopped by. I don't know what happened there, but they're, they're fumigating it. And thus, I had to leave the uh, intern library for a bit. And, yeah. Uh, and it happened to stumble into Austin. Which just means that like now more of my book selections are going to be delayed. That's because you're slow to get them. It's true. I'm there on the first day. That's not true. Every time. That's no. 100% true. Okay. <laughs> well, enough of that. I... I We'll circle back around to you again, obviously, Keith, in just a moment, but I don't want to delay. Obviously, we will. I'm the MVP. <laughs> right. There's no way we're not going to we be able to You're unavoidable. <laughs> in the best I'm probably way possible. responsible for half the content you hold in your hand. Yeah, you're being modest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we don't want to make our other guest wait any longer. He's also a friend of a friend of a friend. He's everyone's friend. <laughs> That's he, true. He's, he's a friend of the podcast community. I try. He's... I haven't introduced you yet. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> I, he doesn't know this because I haven't told him, but I'm actually really, re- so I'm sincerely glad that he's able to join us. He's a resident of Austin also. And when I realized that that was, that his, him being able to join us was a byproduct of us choosing Austin as the location of real world, it made me very happy. Yes. It made me happy in my heart. 
Let's introduce him. It's Harland. Yes. Welcome, friend. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. It's good to have you on the show. I've heard nothing but bad things about you. Uh, Badass things about you. <laughs> yeah. He always leaves out the ass when he says that. I know. I know. You keep telling him not to <laughs> swear. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. For the listeners who don't know, Harlan is eight feet tall, great beard. And I'm working on the bigger personality. I think if I'm I could compare him, if I could compare him to a famous person that most people know of, I would say Moses Malone. Oh, that's a good <laughs> <laughs> and, easily and one of the but like biggest late, compliments I've ever had. In okay, my so time. hang like on, mid so, mid eighties, not like seventies Moses no, no, Malone. Mid, mid, no, no, <laughs> Moses prime in his prime. Sixers, no, prime in his prime. Sixers. In his prime, and I don't just mean in his in his physical appearance because he's like a dead ringer for Malone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I also mean. He can also deliver, and he's going to deliver. Yeah. He's about to deliver. The mailman. Is that the the, the right Malone? They, they've got... Carl Malone yeah, is the mailman. I think, I think he's messed Carl up Malone Malone's. is the mailman yeah. who delivers. But, but see, that's that's what's so great about Harland. And I, I, did this, I did this on purpose because he's a combination of two of the greatest NBA players of all time, Carl Malone and Moses Malone. That's true. And Man, Jeff you've Malone. already like been I, elevated to some high status. I don't know how I'm gonna to live up to that status. <laughs> yes, so you Carl do. You and do. Moses, <laughs> that's yeah. a pretty high bar. For the rest of the show, I'd like to ask everyone just to refer to you as the Malones. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear from the Malones. What about yeah. Sam Malone, the most popular Malone? Well, I want to know. I want to know how you are. I want to know how you are with the ladies before I allow you to be Sam Malone. Because, okay, so and I don't know that. So if you want to just claim that you're great with the ladies, you can be the Malones, and we mean three of the greatest Malones. Well, ever. and then don't forget about Home Alone. Oh, oh. <laughs> the wackiest of, the, of the Malones. More slapstick of the, of the brothers. Okay, all right. But in any case, I, I was being oh sincere. That was that's that's a that's a bump, dad folks. joke, but I'm yeah. that. <laughs> Uh, I, I was sincerely happy. I mean, I knew you lived in Austin. I've, I, I knew that before. Mm-hmm. And then when I knew that you were going to have time to join us, I, w- I really was happy. So I'm glad that you could be here for today. And before I even, we spoke word one, I noticed from afar that you had a pair of Jordan Retro 11s. Yes. And automatically, we became best friends. That's yeah. right. I'm stoked, dude. Well, with introductions out of the way, uh, I was I was very pleased when Adam came to me with some news that I didn't know about. Mm-hmm. This episode has a sponsor. That's right. We have a sponsor for this episode. All right. So over, over to you, Adam. I think you guys remember when I was doing that episode, uh, that YouTube series that I was working on. Yeah, that's right. All right. So this is legit. Like, it's not nothing. So um, this actually, the reason why I, I'm glad that this was a sponsor for this episode was because this was something that came up in our group a long time ago, which was... Gel soap versus bar soap. Oh boy, that goes all the way back to the very right. beginning. So I have something for each of you. I really thought this our was sponsor oh, is right. Shea Garden Handmade Soap. Yes, and he. This was actually one of the gag ones that he did. The, the bar is real. He made gag labels for it, um, and this is all organic soap, homemade. The guy has started a business that's doing very well. Uh, he made it into the semifinals of the contest, and like he's a firefighter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So these is uh, this is. I like to get your feedback on it as, at the end of it, but. After you've used it, but yeah, Shea Garden handmade soaps. This is real Before organic, totally ready to go. Okay, well, yeah, this episode is sponsored by the Shea Garden handmade soaps. Terrific. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you to them for sponsoring, and thank you for the gifts. Absolutely, John right. Ford. Good luck with more of your product. Yeah, and man. Look forward to uh, trying out some more of your stuff. I hope you're wildly successful, sir. Same. 
Okay, terrific. I really thought that was going to be a bit. I'm no, impressed. that's legit. <laughs> this yeah. is professionals. Yeah, wow. yeah darn right. Yeah. Big leagues, not the minors anymore. <laughs> that's right. Okay, well, I, I do. I don't want to gloss over this before we get started. Just one more thing. I do want to acknowledge that the two of you live here. I live just just a few hours north, so it was really easy for me to be here. Of course, Keith traveled to be here. Like he he got on an airplane very early this morning and flew out here. And I I don't think we've got the time for you to go to in the into the detail that you told me at breakfast this morning. But why don't you just bullet point some of the mild inconveniences that you experienced? Because you know from listening to the show, we really enjoy those. So right. th- this will kind of take this will kind of be an in person road trip audio diary. Right. So if you just blow through real quickly some of your mild inconveniences. Uh, let's see. Um, started with or I ordered Uber. And checked it five minutes later and realized that they canceled on me and they had and they they were finding a new one. <laughs> uh, that lady almost missed a turn on our way. I don't know what she was doing, but she almost missed the turn. Right. And then when I got to the airport, uh, TSA like hadn't opened or wasn't full capacity, and so like there was a massive line of people. Uh, I managed to get through there, and I had about 15 minutes before they said that like they were going to close doors on the flight. Oh. And I got onto the the, ter- the the trains to go from the main terminal to the different terminals. Uh, got to Terminal A. It did. It stopped. Did not open. Didn't open. <laughs> <laughs> got to Terminal B. Stopped. Did not open. <laughs> it starts to roll again. The people next to me are like, um, we were supposed to get off of Terminal B. You're like, hey. uh, so when it got to C, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get out and I will just I'll so hustle it, down. It opened oh, yeah. at C. He was trying to go to D, but he's like, I'm, I'm not going to press Take my, my left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I kind of uh, speed walked slash slow jogged my way over there and got there. And then I'm like, all these signs are for Delta. Everything on the oh, departure no. list says Delta. Am I in the wrong spot? Oh, no. And he flew Frontier, so he didn't find his airline. <laughs> I finally asked him, I'm like, are there Frontier flights? He goes, oh, yeah, way down there. So it's the last one there. And I get there, and I board at, at, at 649. One minute oh, before before yeah. they were going to close the doors. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so you fly um, out. There's turbulence on the flight. Yeah. Uh, I bought a kind bar. That was like I almost broke a tooth on. Um, <laughs> That's very unkind. They were nice. They were nice enough to exchange that out for me. Uh, and then I land, and and Chris uh, was my Uber driver today. Happy to do it. Yeah. yeah. And and he messaged me. He goes, "Hey, just let me know what door you're at. There should be a number. Let me know because and I'll get there." So just real quick, the Austin airport. It's very easy. There's only one terminal supposedly. Yeah. There's two. Right, but 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 there's one main terminal, and, and it's just a bunch of letters. It's real simple. Yeah. So he would just come easy. out, text me, I'm at opening F. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, I'm right there. Yeah. 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 And yeah. except instead, I walked out and I was like, well, there's only one door. Like, what? What's <laughs> the big deal here, Chris? Uh, I'm apparently at the South Terminal. South that Terminal. Is, south. Uh, like ter- gets them every time. half mile away. It's <laughs> it's point seven miles away. But how long does it take to drive over there? Like twelve minutes because it's, <laughs> yeah. it swerves around. It goes all around. You have thing. to leave the airport. Leave the airport. Go all the way around the airport. Yeah. Come back in some other side. Yeah. And, and then you and still you have to serpentine away. Go around a roundabout. Go into this random parking lot. And then there's this kind of a tin shed. <laughs> <laughs> there looks to be a restaurant there. For people as they're waiting, sure. there was only two planes there. There was two Frontier uh-huh. planes. Um, ours. I had to get off. I had to walk down like a separate ramp, like yeah, the, outside. Yeah, there's, no, there's no whatever jet they, bridge. Yeah, there's no yeah. jet bridge. Um, and I was like, okay. Well, I was like, well, Concourse. A, it's a smaller city than like Dallas <laughs> or Houston, so I guess a smaller airport. But I'm like, 
wow, this, like, am I, did we land in somebody's backyard? Like, <laughs> like somebody's renting out like their backyard for the stuff. And <laughs> apparently, it's Frontier and one other small airline <laughs> use this one specifically. So going back should be nice. Very little security. I asked the guy. I said, "So I just do security here." He goes, "I'm I'm basically scared." So yeah, you just show up <laughs> and you're good. I'm like, "Okay, we'll do that." I'll remember yeah. your face, dude. I only know about that terminal because our nanny flew out the other day on that, and we're like, "Oh, she, is that right?" So she flew out from the terminal, but she flew to from that terminal, but flew back into the main terminal. And we're like, "Dude, this is like a, a real problem." Like, yeah, I always pass that, like thinking, like, yeah, it's some like outpost or like storage unit. No, they're as actual passengers. Yeah, planes and people <laughs> arriving. <laughs> and I've, I've never been here before, but you would think that somebody who like. You know, their in-laws live here, so they're here a lot. Might know that there's a separate terminal that yeah, so, they maybe need to so be So the at. city of Austin does have an official international airport that looks like a normal airport. But as far as Keith knows, it's a tin shed cow pasture. <laughs> yeah. And the actual, the main terminal is nice. It's right. Nice. It's yeah. super right. nice. He's never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what? I never will. I'm now, like, I'm just only going to fly in. I'm. Do we go to South Terminal? Awesome. I'm, I'm in. Yeah, hey. I mean, there's got to be less crowded. Flights to the main terminal, uh, Mr. Gala. Nope. No, 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 no. I'm, <laughs> no, I'm sir, I, uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> well, he has MVP. MVP so I was going to say MVP. Yeah, he gets yeah. his own terminal. That's right. Uh, All right. Harlan, just to give you a little background, uh, I've been the top contributor for uh, 10 of the last 11 months. Oh, virtue that's, uh, signaling. That's how I, that's how I virtue got, signaling. That's how I earned this title. The title. Well, that I mean, I'll add to that because that's just part of it. The fact that he's consistently our top contributor, but beyond that, he I'm just, also really good looking too. So. Right. Well, you've known that, yeah, but but he, but he does he does just so much for the group and therefore the show that we bestowed him with the title that we've never given anyone else. Oh, yeah. We've also never called him the Malones, so you also have a very esteemed title. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. coming for the crown, sir. <laughs> well, you already have your own. You also have a crown that you can't touch. No. Like, no, like was, Keith that, is never going to be the Malones. <laughs> that was the Home Alone brother talking. <laughs> All right. Well, and, and I want you, to, I mean, Keith. Thank you. Thank you for the effort that you that you made to come out and join us in person. All right. Well, with those things out of the way, let's get started and begin the way we often do, and that's with our Top contributors list. <laughs> Perfect. As we always do, we're going to do a countdown from 10 to 1. In the 10th spot, we've got Chris Osborne from Play Comics Podcast. In the nine spot, we've got the Colonel Jim Weir. Mm. In the eighth spot is Brisky of Turn of Phrases yes. in the Podfix Network. In the seventh spot, a man who has recently proven that he's by far the best artist in our group, and that would be Phil Rude. Oh, mm. God. Of Brokebot Mountain and Plays in Caribou Studios. <laughs> Keith, Keith has tried kind of to keep up with him, but... Phil's kind of outpacing him considerably. Are we covering that later in the episode? No, no, no we're not. But, yeah, uh, no. but, but, but uh, not a dig on you, but Phil is an exceptional artist, and, and that's been made evident in our group. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I'll show you pictures later. Yeah. Right. In the sixth spot is Leslie. Yes. Here we go with the top five. In the five spot is the famous Elimination Paul of yeah. Varmints and the Blazing Caribou Studios. In the fourth spot, we've got Chris... DeVos of Podcast 42, also of the Podfix Network. In the three spot, Luke. Yes. In the two spot, head of our food services division, <laughs> Tiff. <laughs> and 
of course, in the number one spot. Hey, buddy. He seemingly can't be unseated. <laughs> Cheers, folks. <laughs> we have to turn to the east, <laughs> even though he's sitting to my right, <laughs> and acknowledge our top contributor one more time. Yes, sir. Of the pop-up film cast, Keith Gala. Yeah, buddy. And that kid's a 24-hour Facebook lockout, too. And still <laughs> <laughs> I make Facebook lockout, where you can look, but you can't touch. So there you go, pal. <laughs> there's a lot of jokes there. I'm sure yeah, so. that, that's the. All right. So there's our top You're contributors welcome, Chris. list. You're welcome. Yes, we, we really, we really do appreciate it. Yes. We have some new interns, folks. That's a new intern, folks. <laughs> no, 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 we have some new interns. <laughs> oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the first one I'm very excited about, and he's he's by far he's by far our youngest intern. It's not even close. That is Aiden Jones. Do you know who that is? He, is that oh, your I, nephew? I think that's the son of Casey Jones. Is it his nephew? No, I thought it was maybe your nephew who you interviewed that one time. No, 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 no. This is Aiden Jones, son of Casey Jones, the Cheese Bandit. Yeah. (laughs) Cheese Bandit is awesome. I haven't noticed any evidence that Aiden is active in our group, and that's okay. Uh, I also don't know if he listens to our show, but either way, welcome Aiden Jones. Yes, absolutely welcome. Our second new intern (laughs) is Rowan Razorwire. I'm pretty sure that's a pseudonym, but no, either birth name. Oh, you think Rosen R- Rowan Razorwire is a yeah? Oh, okay, yeah. Right. I grew up with some razor wires. Oh, sure. Okay, yeah. got it. Yeah. Is it German? Is it German? Uh, it's more like the southeastern Dutch? region. Okay, yeah. got it. Yeah. Oh, well, either way, welcome. And we have a third new intern. Is it the Malones? We've already introduced him. It's the Malones. <laughs> hey, it's Malones. Welcome, buddy. Well, and, and when, he, when, he first, when he first visited the office, we're like, hey, man, do you have time to stop by for a staff meeting? He's like, of course. I wouldn't miss a staff meeting. That's right. <laughs> of course. He just jumped right in. Now, normally, you would hate to go to a staff meeting, but he knows ours when, by reputation. These when, are not right, boring meetings. Right. He's staff like, meetings. And, and listen, uh, and so we're like, you might as well just join the company. Yeah. And so Yeah, get in here, man. You know, the benefits are good. The campus is vast and expansive. We have sweatlers. All we kinds have of things. We have beer donkeys. Sleep, sleep pods, beer donkeys. Yeah, yeah. beer donkeys. Yeah. You have so many things to discover. I just want to welcome you to the team. Yeah. And, and campus is gorgeous. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I can't wait to see these bear donkeys, though. Yeah. Well, they, they wander about. and then But then if you need any help with anything, look out for the squirrelers. These are small yeah, squirrels that are running right. around that function as squirrel butlers. Right. I saw them. I yeah. didn't know they they'll help you out. If you just flag one over, yeah. they'll come right over. Also, the ones as they get older end up at the cafeteria. Just saying. I think Tiff would take great offense to that. Great offense to that. <laughs> or she wouldn't. You don't know. But she, or she would at least appear to. I was That's actually true. talking about the donkeys, too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't just have new interns. We also have a promotion. Yes. <laughs> we need to promote Andrea Blucas. Now, Andrea is already our bird turn, uh, but she's taken an additional title. She is now our new groundskeeper, folks. Which is huge. Yes. Huge. Which... I hate okay. to say it, we, we've got a vast campus that needs a lot of maintenance. Up to this point, we didn't have a groundskeeper, so it's not like we replaced our old one with Andrea. Right. She stepped into a role that we desperately needed. Right. Now, I don't want to detract from the interior maintenance person, Elimination Paul. Right. That's correct. He's picking up extra shifts, but she is the outside groundskeeper. That's correct. Yep. So, mm-hmm. just you know, make there sure you we distinguish those two. Absolutely. Thank you for Who saying that. Who handles the, um, the, the fern on the ledge? 
Okay, I think you know from listening to the show, oh, we're not going to revisit that. Yeah, you, you have just crossed the line. Yeah, we're, we're not going to... You've crossed yeah. the ledge here, man. Yeah, there, there's no mention of on the ledge or houseplants <laughs> or anything related. That that was supposed to be ancient history, Keith. God, how, how long up? have you been at this campus? No, yeah, <laughs> for quite a while. You're, 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 quite you're a opening up a very... Quite a while? <laughs> and the grass hasn't been cut yet? <laughs> no, it's it's pretty bad right now. To man. that, to that, I'm just going to respond, don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> so Someone's on the job now. That, yeah, that's, 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 right. all that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Very capable, right. very capable hands. Do do we have like a nurse's place? He needs to go get the shots though before he walks through and like. Uh, I mean, you're the liaison to HR, so if that's on the agenda for I don't think for onboarding, I don't think we have a health. Uh, we don't have a benefits <laughs> or a medical staff. We don't have a health turn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do I need malaria shots to work here? Is that what you just said? <laughs> Something maybe no. until the until it gets everything gets like trimmed back. You might. Mm. Maybe Ebola. Go for Ebola. <laughs> yeah. no. Or Ebola AIDS. Ebola AIDS. Which that's has come up the on the show one. before. Right, that's yeah. true. All right. Well, with that out of the way, let's move on to our next thing, and that is birthdays. Ah, uh, yes. Birthdays. We have a full slate of birthdays at this meeting. Um, so on the first of this month was the birthday of Sean Elkeck. Happy Ooh. birthday, Sean. Yeah, man. Uh, then a few days later, on the 5th, was the birthday of J.L. Trose. That is Chris DeVos's co-host on Podcast 42, a very funny guy. Happy birthday. On the 6th is Cheryl Joy. Happy birthday, Cheryl. Ah, Cheryl Joy, indeed. Uh, also on the 6th is, mm-hmm. oh, speaking of liaisons, our liaison to Podbean, our hosting service, Shannon Martin. Oh, That's her birthday. birthday. Shannon. You know, Keith, we've got a birthday bed that's playing right now, so the humming is appreciated but not necessary. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I've never seen him try so hard. It usually comes effortlessly, Keith. <laughs> See, when it's, when it's live, nobody, people can tell I don't actually listen to the show. It's a little weird. Secrets revealed. I listen to the first five minutes till they announce the, the top contributor. And, and then he does this. <laughs> he, he's like, I'm out. I'm My out. job is done. Yeah, he drops the mic. And that's it. On the 7th is Stacy of uh, Rough Giraffe. Ooh. On the 10th of this month is the birthday of Elizabeth Alcack. Elizabeth Alcack, and that is Sean's newborn daughter. Ah. That is the hmm. birthday. She's only that a couple weeks old. Family. Yeah. Yes. So happy birthday and congratulations, Sean, and your spouse on the arrival of your daughter. Ironically, we recorded this before that, so we didn't even know. We're just right. future tellers. <laughs> <laughs> and then on the 18th is the birthday of a longtime friend of mine, Brett Lane. Happy birthday, Brett. Happy birthday, Brett. And to all. Well, good, good night. night. <laughs> <laughs> Play ball. Gentlemen. Are, we, are you forgetting one? Am I? Adam, happy birthday. It's your birthday. Oh, month, that's right. right. It's oh, your birthday this month. No. Thank you, Keith. <laughs> yeah, good call. I almost always forget your birthday, yeah, Adam. No. Man, I was happy birthday. Okay, no, thank you. It's It's not this month. It's not. It's not this month. Small wait, confusion. Wait, you said we were celebrating his birthday this month. That's why I came to Austin. No, for sure. For, like Keith flew in. He wasn't originally going to do that, but he's like, "But it's Adam's birthday. I have to be there." I mean, I'm. 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 It's a happy mix-up. Hmm. But I mean, I'm glad you're here. It's just. It's not my birthday. It's not my birthday. Look, you look how much you've upset Keith. <laughs> That's egg on your face, Keith. Well played, balloons. I, I have to go check return flights for tomorrow. Okay, <laughs> listeners, no, you can still stay. No, no, stay. listeners, you can't see this, but his his body language has changed in I'll a dramatic back. way. Come on, come come back, sit down. 
and and we we just had a cheers a minute ago. You I know. Don't I don't blame you, man. Somebody didn't do enough cursory research to let me know. I guess. No, see, that's what that's you realize. We did just cursory research. <laughs> and we did enough research. <laughs> yeah. Then yeah, gotcha. that's a touche there. All right, folks. so you're, so you're saying it's not your birthday? This month is not my birthday. No. Wow, the mystery continues. Yeah. Okay. Well. Now we're close, though. Very close. Oh, we are. We're close. I mean, yeah, in the grand scheme of time, yeah. Well, that's really vague. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I, I guess we'll just have to move on. Yeah. Uh, next, guys, you're, you'll be excited to hear. We're going to talk about some polls. Polls are the best. Mm. All right. <laughs> now, you're kind of new here, Malones. So uh, one thing that, that's a tradition in the group is that we run a lot of polls because there's really important issues that need to be settled. All right. And yeah. part of company policy is if an issue is raised, the only way to settle that is with a poll. Which mm-hmm. is binding Very democratic. and final. That's right. Once the poll results are final, there's no arguing and no going back. All right. Also very brutal. So <laughs> it is. Mm. It is. So the first one is just to wrap up and make something official that we didn't before. And that was the uh, karaoke elimination poll by mm. Paul. We call Paul Elimination Paul because he invented and usually stages what we call elimination polls. We won't get into that. But the official karaoke song of the GBI is... <laughs> YMCA. Wrong. Don't Stop Believing by Journey. Always a classic. Because yeah. you can sing that sober or drunk. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's just karaoke in general, yeah. but that's yeah. a great one. I was going to sing it, but I assume there's a bed playing behind us that's right now as well. <laughs> now you're getting a turn. Yeah, see? MVP. MVP. He's back, baby. He's yeah, back. Yeah, nice recovery. Okay, our next poll. This is another one by Paul. I thought this was a good question. What do you call the season after summer? Well, let's ask our new term, Malone's. Malone's, what do you call the, uh, the season, season after, after summer? Summer's two? <laughs> <laughs> we should have had him in the polls. Wow. The sequel? The sequel to summer. <laughs> summer <laughs> two. That, that, wasn't, that wasn't one of the options, but he, here's how it football. broke down. Here's how it broke down. That's another good one. Also didn't make it. But, uh, so 76% of respondents, including you and I. Yeah. That's a fist, fist bump, bump, folks. Um, responded with fall. Fall is the season oh, after right. summer. Yeah. Right. Uh, 13% said autumn. Keith, I'm not, I don't remember what your response was. Either do I. <laughs> and 11% said tourist. Tourist season. Oh, tourist yeah, that season. was mine. Yes. Oh, was that yours? I, okay. I, I, That's why yeah, I didn't realize it because okay. he's like, All there's right. not enough genius in this comment, in this poll yet. <laughs> I really wish I would have thought football at the time. Yeah. The whole time he was thinking, wait for it. <laughs> wait for them to bring it up. <laughs> tourist. <laughs> okay, our next poll. Uh, this was a really interesting one. This is from Hannah Oshier. What country or state do you consider to be God's country? Um, 44% of respondents said Texas. Yeah, and buddy. You with that's that. a fist, fist bump, bump, folks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, Texas. 16% uh, responded with uh, the cat, 102 FM, God's country hits. <laughs> <laughs> I think they misunderstood something. Um, 8, 8% responded with Alaska. 8% responded with uh, the land of Hanalee. Not a bad response. <laughs> hey, I thought that would get more votes. The magic dragon. Yeah. That should have been one. Yeah. And then uh, 4% uh, Canada, the state of bliss, South Dakota. Maine, Euphoria, and Earth all got 
I'll tie with 4% of the vote. God's going to be I vote for euphoria. Yeah, okay, okay. There you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, our, our next poll, I'm glad that there weren't 14 of these options because this would have been a, a, a bloody elimination poll. Mm. This was uh, put out there by Les York. Thank you, Les. That is, who is the best Batman? Oh, now we could such a tough call. Yeah. Okay. So no, here's here's <laughs> here's how that broke down. Wait, wait. Do we want to ask the Malones? Yeah. Michael Keaton will go home. Oh. Okay. Nice. Guess what? <laughs> okay. I, I see you fist bumping him. I don't know if you're going to enjoy this because because That's a good, good that was the the top vote getter. Thirty six percent voted for Michael Keaton. Um, he's, my, he's my number two. You came in second place. Thirty-three percent was Christian Bale. Yeah, I, because there wasn't a tie option. It was it was a tie between Keaton and Bale. Uh, it wasn't. One got thirty-six percent, and one got <laughs> in my mind it was a tie. Okay, I, yeah, right. I'm not about the that's not how polls work. That's I, not how polls uh, work. I know. Twenty-one uh, percent got Adam West. Not a bad vote. I mean, he's a classic. <laughs> <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, voice of Batman. holy betrayal, Malones. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was a show that was on for three years in the 60s that when I watched it in the 80s, I thought it was fresh shows. He's a great actor. He was great. When you hear Batman, you think of either, I think, of Adam West or Michael Keaton or the voice of Batman. Mark Hamill. No. That's, that's Mark Hamill's the Joker. Oh, the Joker. Um, that's right. My apologies. I don't even know his name, but if you bet not make uh, a cartoon. Conroy. Yes. Kevin Conroy. Nice. Kevin Conroy. Okay. Yeah. Well, individual votes also went to Ben Affleck, uh, Olin, Olin Evart Sole, Sule, whatever. And then uh, I added Will Arnett because in the in the Lego Batman movies, classic. Good he that's is fantastic. True. That's he is fan freaking tastic. That's true. He is. Um, individual votes also went to Val Kilmer and George. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Val Kilmer and George Clooney got zero votes. You know, I didn't hate. Val Kilmer as Batman, and I loved the Joker as the uh, um, the Riddler. Uh, well, Jim Carrey. Uh, Jim Carrey. I mean, the reality is, I don't think anyone's done a, just a miserable, horrible Batman. There's That's just fair. a couple that are better than the George rest. Clooney wouldn't even vote for himself. <laughs> no, right. no, he would George vote for his Clooney's suit. Bad. He'd vote for his suit, and then nips. Oh, nips! And he, yeah, the, the director <laughs> still is like, God, I should have done that. <laughs> All right, our next God, poll. That's a bad movie. Our next poll is. What words do you have trouble pronouncing? And that was posted by our friend Philip. Hmm. As I like to refer to as other you, Adam. Right. Your doppelganger. Right. That's right. And this isn't really a poll. It was just uh, people responded with, with words that they have trouble responding. I'm going to attempt to pronounce every word on the list. Yes. Are you ready? Yes. Here they are. Orchard. Focus. Specific. Colloquially. That one's hard. That's the toughest one. Melee. Myriad. Feminine. Worcestershire. Nailed it. It's Worcestershire. Infrared. February. Jewelry. This is where it gets difficult, folks. Deposited it. Edited it. Exorbitant. And rural. Rural's hard. Rural. Hold on. Two of those are not individual words, though. It's, no, it's I know. A- <laughs> those were tongue twisters that were posted, I think, by Sarah Stapleton. So thank you, Sarah. But I did it anyway. So in your face, Sarah. Hashtag courage. Thank you. <laughs> Now, Bonnie Chomo, she did add a tongue twister. I'm oh, going to attempt to say that. Bonnie is my, one of my favorite group trolls. Right? <laughs> She's awesome. She's amazing. She, troll is the right word. But in her case, I love her for it. Yes. Normally, you hate trolls. But it's, with Bonnie, but she's, Paul's mom. She's nothing. nothing oh, she, Paul's mom. Yeah. She has the sharpest wit. She does. Okay. So she posted this tongue twister that I'm going to attempt. Which watch is a Swiss wristwatch? That's tough. 
But I did it. But hashtag hurt. Yeah, so thank you to Philip for, for the post, but also to Luke Morales, Bob Haynes, Hannah Oshier, Paul Chomo, Maddox Campbell, Paul Combs, Brandon Cruz, John McKay, Leslie Morgan, Hal Robbins, Colin Beams, Sarah Stapleton, Les York, and Bonnie Chomo for contributing. I think colloquialism is one of the hardest. No, this one was colloquial, colloquially... Oh, I don't know. Who, I don't remember who posted. Yeah. I can't say. I can't say. So I've been practicing colloquially for a while. No, My word that I can't pronounce is Massachusetts. That's I a tough one. Cannot too. pronounce that word. Yeah. So in in Spanish, there's a word that's in, in like without the accent. It's croqueta preparada. But if you try to say that with like the Spanish influx, right. it is impossible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> impossible. My sister used to have trouble saying breakfast. She said breakfast. Yeah. Well, that's what it was. You're breaking the fast. She's oh, no. accurate. Oh no no no. She no. She would say <laughs> she's not no. Wrong. I'm sorry. She would say breakfast. Oh, breakfast. She yeah. couldn't get around it. Breakfast is not correct. That, that's not an accept. <laughs> yeah, that's too far. That's too much of a departure. Okay. And our last poll. This is a late entrant. This came in very very recently. So I'm excited to report it on this very meeting. What is your favorite apple? Mm, I think that. L- it was Leslie who posted that poll, right? Okay, so I'm glad you mentioned that because I mean, she posted the image. That she started posted the, poll. the image, and I and then I think it was Jim the first that somebody said, "Hey, this needs to be a poll." And we all know once someone calls for a poll, a poll must be done. Well, she Instantly. posted poll not needed. This is accurate and correct. She yeah, was but right. then everybody's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" She was right, <laughs> not so fast. The fact that Granny Smith has so many votes blows my mind. Hang on, you're you're jumping ahead to the results. I just want to I just want to call Leslie out. I, I do appreciate her. However, a poll was called for. She refused to run the poll. <laughs> she claimed she was too busy. Okay. We all know Classic that's, Leslie. We all know that's not true. So me, of course, I'm not busy at all. No. So I stepped up like a champ yeah, and ran the poll week. for her. So this was pretty good. Yeah, it was super easy for yeah, me. No problem. Week. Happy yeah. to do it, Leslie. <laughs> so I ran the by, poll and here's the, way, the results. The best part was I, I showed that, that picture of like the rankings to my wife. Mm-hmm. I had not noticed until like the second or third time I looked at that Red Delicious Apple was represented with a garbage bag. That made me laugh <laughs> so hard. Because they are. They're mealy garbage apples. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> That was my favorite. What? Red Delicious. What? Delicious. Over a Fuji or anything else? Adam, you oh. just offended the Malones. Crap. That's three and one. I think, the, I think the Malones offended us, I think. <laughs> All right. Well, let's just get... Touché, in. salesman. <laughs> let's just get down to the results. Here they are. Oh, I thought you were going to say get down to business. To defeat, to defeat the, the Huns. Huns, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, the, the top vote getter with 29% of the vote was Honeycrisp. That's hard to deny. That's a pretty good apple. Yeah, so it's Fuji. In second place, and this is probably the outrage that you're you're feeling, and I don't disagree. Twenty four percent was Granny Smith. Yeah, so what? Okay, now Paul did, Apple Pie uh, did comment that like he enjoys those, especially like if you put. Well, I think he said you put some salt on them, but also he, somebody said like with caramel on them. That's a, a traditional like caramel sure. apple is yes. usually Granny Smith. Yes. Yeah, but how often are you eating caramel apples? Rarely, oh, if I'll ever. Speak for yourself, it's bro. It's good for apple pie. No, that's Malone's. true as well. Yeah, Granny Smith's for apple pie Man, you're as well. Be post Malone in a minute. <laughs> whoa, whoa! Mm. Got another one in there, guys. <laughs> Pretty sick burn. Pretty sick burn. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so I'll just explain, Harland. Uh, kind of what was implied. Kind of what was implied was that um, it was eating it kind of by itself. Okay. I mean, like you okay. can add peanut yeah. butter or something on it, but essentially a standalone, not like baking it into something. Um, okay, so moving on. How did you not vote for the gala apple? Ha! <laughs> <laughs> it was a play on words. Okay, wait, but let me. I, I need to pause here for one second. Malone's. One thing you know about the posts is that 
These polls are polls of attrition. No one wins, and every single time, we are all angry at the end of it. That's true. But we continue to do it because it's a work that needs to get done. There's a lot of people who claim they're leaving the group over like (laughs) a soup that got eliminated too early or a cookie or um, cereal. All right, let's continue on with the results. So with 18%, Pink Lady, uh, Keith, uh, me, and Adam all voted for Pink Lady. A delicious apple. It is a delicious apple. I I vote for them only because their season is longer and they're cheaper than the Honeycrisp. But they're also delicious. Well, yes, but you can find them like longer right. than you can find on Crisp, and they're, right. they're not as expensive. Well, so. Let me wrap this up quickly. So 13% went to Gala, 8% went to Fuji. Good apple. Uh, tied with 5% was Macintosh and Red Delicious. Uh, Casey Jones v- voted for Fiona Apple. <laughs> <laughs> the criminal tasty, video, tasty I would vote for her as well. Tasty I apple. don't disagree with him. <laughs> and I think if I would have thought of that, that would have been my vote as well. Uh, and then Phil Rude, he voted for... Um, for bottom jeans. Yeah. <laughs> That's so clever, dude. <laughs> Thank you. The Thank apple. you, Phil. If I had seen bottom jeans, I would have voted for that. <laughs> right. Totally. Because Shorty's got them apple, apple bottom, bottom jeans. jeans. Yeah. I think the post only shows you like the first three and then you yeah. have to click more to yeah. see it. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. voted for uh, I voted for Pink Lady that was up there and then I never saw the other ones. I should well, have trusted our group more that it was going to get way more awesome. Jonah Gold, Golden Delicious, and Brayburn Apples got <laughs> zero. I don't think I've ever had a Brayburn apple. I haven't, I've never heard of a Jonah Gold, so I don't know what that is. All right. <laughs> We've got some facility upgrades, folks. Ooh, we did. Ooh, these are good. Yeah. The first one is uh, from Jim Weir, actually. So Andrea Blucas, our new groundskeeper, uh, is already making an impact. She will be heading up the construction of our new Arboretum. We're going to yes. add an Arboretum to our campus. And it will feature something really cool that Jim Weir brought us, and that is monkey face orchids. Have you seen these? These are orchid flowers that look exactly like monkey faces. And Jim suggested we place them around the quad, Uh, but like we often do, we decided to take it to the next level, and therefore, we're just going to go ahead and put in an entire arboretum. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Kind of like, kind of like someone, space and the money. someone suggested batting cages. We went ahead and added the sports complex. The sports complex has been one of my favorite areas. Right? The martial arts wing is really great. Yeah, it's fantastic. And natatorium. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. The next one is uh, we got some new break room music. And that was brought to us by Philip Cummings. Again, other you. Yeah, other me, right. And so this is, this is from BM Recordings. And this presents 60 straight minutes of people meowing. This is an important selection. Yeah. So uh, we felt like we needed some ambiance in our break room. And Philip said, hey, I've got an idea. He said, what about an hour of, of human beings making <laughs> cat noises? And we we're like, hell yeah. That's a great it. idea. Yeah. Yeah. So it's done. It's already been installed. Other me. Good yeah. job. It's a great job. <sighs> so good. Uh, okay. Another reason to stay out of the cafeteria. <laughs> <laughs> you in, are going to In your opinion. Uh, okay. And this next one was brought to us by Keith, actually. The very man that's sitting to my right. Keith Gala Apples. And so Keith sourced a very cool uh, set of uh, skull chairs. And, yes. uh, you know, just in time for Halloween, we're going to just, we're going to put them uh, out in the common areas. We're going to put them in the Great Hall, uh, maybe even in the library. Uh, but then what we realized is, hey, let's not just do, again, just like the example we just gave, let's not just get skull chairs. Let's just go build out an overlord lair. Yeah, we have to. Right? 
And so, so we we we, we, we got our people together. Yep. We've constructed an entire Overlord layer. Well, and thanks to Leslie Morgan because she helped architect that. Yeah. So so, so Leslie's really a, a very yeah. talented architect. And great news, it's now complete and just in time for our company Halloween party. Oh, that's gonna be so good. This yeah. year's gonna be great. Yeah, because we have an Overlord layer. Yeah, I know. Right? Do we all get our own chairs and cat? Hell yeah. 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 Hell yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. already been approved. Ha- but hairless cats, because oh. they're way more creepy. Definitely. <laughs> and yeah. the bathrooms in it are top notch. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 But they do have sound canceling toilet bowls. <laughs> right. Right. We have so many things. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ask me how I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Keith, you brought us another facilities upgrade. And this is less, okay, I'll, I'll be honest, this is less of a facilities addition or upgrade and more of a service that we wanted to provide and, and want to make everyone aware of. And uh, all our interns get a special price. Uh, j- just use the discount uh, GBI. Mm. And I, I don't really want to describe it as much as I just want to play the promotional clip so that you guys can hear it directly from the service provider. I have high hopes for this. You should. It's terrific. I leave anything on your front lawn, under your porch, on the side of the highway where you can store all that stuff my way down here at Jones Big Ass Truck Rental and Car Storage. <laughs> now, I know y'all got stuff at your house that you don't need no more you don't want. You know you ain't gonna use that printer. Why keep it all around your house? Bring it down here to my house. You ain't the deuce of hazard. You know you ain't gonna use that ugly yellow luggage. You don't need all this crap. What you gonna do with this? This is not... What it, in my yard, I don't care. I'll store this motorcycle in that van for you for $10.99 a month. You got old tires. They charge you $3 for that old tire. You can rent a truck. You can store a car. They don't care. Bring it on down here. You ain't got to put that old tire for $3 for less than that. Hell, for you, for $3, they're going to charge you. I do it down here for a buck fifty down here at Jones Big Ass Truck Rental and Storage Facility. Now, friends, you may ask yourself, how in the hell can he store this stuff for such a cheap price? I was asking box, that. Yeah. Mark it for you. Put it away. Seal it. The fact of the matter is, I'm pretty <laughs> drunk right now. And store it. <laughs> oh, dear. And this is a drunk discount sale down here at Jones Big Ass Truck Rental and Car Facility. You got an elephant. I got space. Send me smoke signals. You got weed, and I'll store anything you want. <laughs> Go ahead and give me a call or find me on them internets at www.jonesbigasstruckrentalandstorage.com. That's J-O-N-E-S, Big Ass Truck Rentals <laughs> Storage.com. This is a bus. You know how big a bus is? <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, the, and and a word to the wise, you know, you you want to act now before yeah. he sobers up. Before he sobers up, that's right. So, so there you go. There's a new service we're bringing towards our our team members. And if you just mention the uh, the the internship, uh, you get a nice discount. Yeah, that's just right. use use discount uh, GBI uh, down there at Jones Big Ass Truck Rental and Storage. Stacking discounts, man. Yeah, for sure. It's great. There you go. Okay, uh, next up, I want to make people aware of uh, a real quick dress code update. We haven't done one of these in a while. That's true. It's been a while. Again from Keith. Mm. We're going to make these available to everybody, just like we normally do. So, balloons, as it relates to the dress code, sometimes it's, hey, these items are okay to wear. Other are items that we choose to provide to our team members, and you can just head down to HR We've, 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 we've got your size on file and pick up your item. It's ready for you to pick up at any time. Yeah. So this item is one of those, and that is the the pepperoni zip up hoodie. Mm. Right. And you can look like a giant human pizza pepperoni. 
Oh. Uh, yeah. So the whole thing is just covered in, in cheese and pepperoni, and it's a, it's a hoodie. Great yeah. for the upcoming fall season because it gets gusty out there. So if you want one of these, just head down and see Keith, our liaison, and, and he's got them there for you. Keep it away from your girlfriends. Am I right, fellas? <laughs> <laughs> Chris can't wear it because he's, it. he's lactose intolerant. That's right. Oh, I will, I will not tolerate it. I will put you, my foot down. That's right. Don't I want nothing to do it. with No, I will not yeah. stand for lactose. So I will not be getting one of these. I've got some other dress code options. That's true. But I want everyone else to enjoy the pepperoni zip-up hoodie. Right. We need we, we need a, a winter option for you, though, so we'll, we'll look into that. Yeah, thank you for that. Okay. We've got another team-building ex- uh, exercise coming up. Yes. We love these. They've been great. Yeah. The most recent one was we joined everybody as they stormed Area 51. That was really good. There were supposed to be over a million people there. It turned out there was 1,500. Right. Plus us, though. So I thought we had a great showing. Almost yeah. everyone was there. Yeah, nobody got shot. No, not a single person. We were great at the Naruto run. That's true. We, right? We really did the Naruto Keith, run. in particular, I think, led the Naruto run. He that's had the best true. form. That's true. Uh, <laughs> Clearly, that's why he was number so, one. So we've got another team-building exercise. We want to invite you as a new team member, uh, Harland. And this is called the Mars Experience. Mm. And here's how this works. So it takes place in the Canaberia Canaberia region of Spain. And so it's in caves one mile underground. And wannabe t- uh, space tourists will be shuffling around in the dark, pretending they're on Mars. And you'll sleep in pressurized capsules and perform various tasks in challenging conditions, including growing crops without any soil. So, uh, yeah. Or sun. Or sun. That's right. Mars, man. Yeah. No <laughs> sun on Mars. It's a true no. Mars. So here's a little bit more information. <laughs> so, uh, you know, speak up if you're not for this, but here's what you'll have to endure. That you'll see no natural light for at least three days and be permitted only one phone call to the outside world. And all of this is designed to simulate what it's like uh, for to be in a human colony on the red planet. So, yeah, I think that since I'll be surrounded by all the fellow gravity beardians, I don't need to make any phone calls. Right? There's no reason. Yeah, no. Um, you look puzzled, Harlan. Like I don't get the no sun thing. You're in a cave. How's that like Mars? How's that like Mars? Why no sun? Okay, so I, I don't remember from earlier in our staff meeting. I'm going to respond with, don't worry about that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Need to know. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, now listen, uh, normally we like to pay our expenses for all of our team members to go on these team building experiences. This one's very, very expensive. Uh, it's going to cost $11,000 per person. And that's the discounted price. Absolutely. It costs we've, much, much we've more than that. we supplemented more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so just gather up your 11000 and we'll, we'll, we're going to head out there very soon. Yeah, it's going to be great. So I can't wait. Yeah, so we want you to be along for that, Harlan. If you're the team builder, you can count me in. Thank yes. you. That, see, that's, that's, that's the right kind of that's the attitude. Right attitude. Yeah. Okay. He's the glue. <laughs> All right. <laughs> shows up. Just delivered another promise. All right, head, uh, folks, it's time for us to head down to the intern library. Ah. Perfect. That's where we'll find Keith again, because he's our intern librarian. That's right. And we want to kick things off like we normally do, and that's with our Book of the Week. And this is a seasonal selection, and it's called House on the Edge of Town. Now, this is a Halloween-themed book written and illustrated by our very own Phil Rude. Mm-hmm. Now, listen, I do want to let people know, this is an actual book. This is a book that exists. He Why actually, would you even say that? All of our books are actual books. Right. <laughs> But, it, but in, case, in case this is a book that stands out among other books we've talked about during our meetings, you can actually reach out to Phil Rude, and he will send you a copy of this book. So, Excellent. Yeah. Also, one other thing, I do believe he has two books on Amazon also. Is that right? Yeah, two other uh, uh, books that he's drawn. Wow. Okay. Well, that's fantastic. So uh, be sure to reach out to Phil and ask him for his Halloween book. Yeah. Okay. Here's some other selections. This one's from Casey Jones. 
Uh, it's a choo- choose your own adventure, and those are my favorite. I don't know if you guys hardly so you guys remember. Cho- yeah, childhood. of course. Uh, this one's called 14 Beers at Chili's. Mm. <laughs> so uh, that that just sounds like a crazy adventure. So <laughs> head down and pick up that one. All right. Well, Chris Osborne again from Play Comics Podcast also brought us a selection called "Everything I Want to Do Is Illegal." I feel his pain. Uh, and then an- another one from Luke, and this is by request only. And this is a. <laughs> it says it's um, part of a collection of devotionals for teens. You can decide for yourself. <laughs> it's called "If God Loves Me." Why can't I own and operate a midget brothel? (laughs) (laughs) That's by choose your adventure. That's by uh, my request only. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Wow. Okay. And and as always, uh, look out for the for Luke and the bookmobile. It should be coming through your neighborhood very soon. Gentlemen, how about some Ion Health? I see. We just need a health turn to do this. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe maybe Les York wants to step up because he brought an item for Ion Health. It's he actually actually left this message on the group. It says uh, right here. It says, "I know health is an important topic for the organization and a priority." That's right. I'm glad he knows that. Yeah, true. Uh, so then there's and he says then there's this, and he posted a picture for a product called Horny Goat Weed Complex. Mm. Yeah. So super um, health. Yeah. Related. So, so so if you're curious about that, then I don't know if I can help you. Maybe you should head out to the internet. But but there's a product out there called Horny Goat Weed Complex. I, I don't know what it's for. Um, well, you don't. Oh, I think you know what it's for. Oh yeah. <laughs> don't worry about that, Malone's. <laughs> I do believe it's one of the ingredients in Little John's Crunk Juice. Oh well, there you go. Thank you. I for don't know sharing. if they still sell it, but it is. I do believe it's one of the ingredients. Well, and and Les follows up by saying uh, that uh, creates an interesting question: Is anyone taking any exotic supplements, and are they really working? Maybe there should be an official supplement for the GBI. Ooh. Well, for now, I guess I would say that the official supplement is horny goat weed complex, goat unless complex, right. unless something unseats it. With, you know, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, it's guy's limit. I don't see that changing anytime soon. No, probably not. <laughs> so there you go. The official <laughs> official supplement of the GBI is horny goat weed complex. Gentlemen, how about we take a look at science? We cannot look at science. Carrie Dykes brings today's science item to the meeting. Thank you, Carrie. So, there's an article she posted that declares that bees are the most important living being on the planet. Mm, Interesting claim. Harlan has a look of skepticism like I've never (laughs) seen before. (laughs) Let me elaborate. Please do. Honey Nut Cheerios, of course they are. That's true. Issue closed. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was a conclusion by, uh, by, by the Earthwatch, Earthwatch Institute, which now will be added to the words I can't say well, at the latest debate of the Royal Geographical Society of London. Very pretentious organization. Mm. So here's some bullet points before we move on. Bees are the only living being that, that it is not a carrier of any type of pathogen. Interesting. Ooh. 70% of foods are intervened in favor by bees. The pollination that bees make allows the plants to reproduce, of which millions of animals feed on. The honey produced by bees not only serve as food, but also provide many benefits to our health and our, and our skin. Hmm. It's not a bad case. 
that makes them the most important creatures on the planet. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're you're welcome to present a counter case if you'd like to. Uh, I can anti case. Anti case. <laughs> Pollination. That's it. Pollination and honey. That's what they offer. You know, uh, they honey seem nut like Cheerios. Don't forget the Cheerios. Yeah. That part they Hard didn't. Put, they didn't. They yeah, didn't that's true. That wasn't one. It? That's true. That should have been one of their arguments. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Harlan. I, I maybe we should have read your file more thoroughly. I didn't realize you were anti B. <laughs> Yeah, and you know today's world, man. To be anti-being, right? Boy, today, yeah, that's that's a bold. That's I know bold, it's a bold position. <laughs> I'm stepping on the limb I mean, with they this really, one. but like they don't have much of a downside. So they're like the nicest, maybe not the most important, but they're the nicest. Have you not planet? seen the movie My Girl? That's true. But I have you seen murderers? murderers. <laughs> Straight. Yeah, can killers. we not bring that up? It's the it's the only movie that um, that Thomas a human J. dies that I actually that oh, I oh yeah yeah Thomas oh, yeah. J. The okay, well, I see them. I see your my girl and I'm gonna counter with the B movie with the most beloved comedian ever. <laughs> okay, that one that one made me cry a lot too. Oh wow, it was okay. bad. All right, well then we're gonna finish up with some bad news about bees. Uh, scientists have determined bees have already entered into dis- extinction risk. Bees? All Pe- kinds of bees? Or no, this? Not- I think you've learned a long time ago not to ask follow-up questions. <laughs> That's true. Okay. That's but what true. does that mean for the birds, then? That's true. Wow. They go kind of go wow. hand in hand. Yeah, well, the song is over. Well, Let me tell you about the birds. I mean, I take it as good news because now that that's a way simpler conversation. You just have to <laughs> yeah, talk about, about birds. birds. That's true. Like, like I can talk to anybody anytime about birds. That's true. You had bees in there, and I'm like, whoa, I don't know if I can handle this. And we have a bird turn, so we don't even actually have to talk about birds. Bam. Okay, there's your answer, <laughs> Keith. Never have to have that conversation with my kids now. <laughs> right, just birds. And then just you just birds. say, hey, let me hook you up on, online with the bird turn. and Yeah, and this is done. Check. It's taken care of. Okay, great. So good to learn about in life. Dunskies. Dunsby's. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen, it's time to talk about food. Yes. Mm. Keith, you brought us our food item. And I did? Yeah, you're not going to like this, I don't think. But Taco Bell has oh. revamped their menu and eliminated nine items. <laughs> All right. And if you remember, I do remember. Keith called in the hotline. <laughs> Uh, with his feelings about this, so I know this issue's already been already been broached, but I want to go ahead and bring it to the rest of the audience. The body language is overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. Me. Again, good again. follow up for this. So yeah. So here's the follow up. These are the items that were changed or eliminated from the Taco Bell menu: Cool Ranch and Fiery Doritos Locos Tacos, uh, the Double Decker Taco, Beefy Mini Quesadillas, Chips and Salsa. I thought that was weird. Uh, Chipotle Chicken Loaded Griller. The double tostada, the power menu burrito, and the XXL grilled stuffed burrito. All of those items have been eliminated from the Taco Bell menu. Additional bad news if you had a go to combo order, its number has probably changed. Oh, no. Yeah, that's right. So you're going to have to relearn the menu and the combos. <sighs> no, I'm not. <laughs> we'll get to that in a moment, Keith. <laughs> the reasons for the changes to reduce the number of ingredients and to make ordering easier, supposedly. And because the guy who's in charge of that stuff is no longer smoking weed. <laughs> wait, wait. Different ingredients to reduce the number of ingredients? To reduce the number of ingredients. Meat and cheese? Is that, is that... Don't forget lettuce and tomatoes, Harlan. Yeah. It's four ingredients. <laughs> Haven't they added french fries in the... In, 
I don't know. What, without it being a three and one, I don't think so. Well, and then and then Keith pointed out that they got rid of the um, what was it the it was the drink wasn't it the like, empanada? They got rid of the Mexi Melt and the yeah. caramel apple. Empanada. Yeah, I don't know why that's not on here because yeah, I think this is the second wave of stuff. Oh dear lord! Man, second dude. round of cuts is tough. Goodness gracious! I hope there's no more coming. Well, Keith, if there's a silver lining, I'm about to give it to you, and here it is. Some speculate this will result in the creation of a secret menu where previous menu items are now available off menu by special request. Do you have to like do like a wink and a nod and a nudge? Again, you're asking follow-up questions. <laughs> so, so I'm going to have to pull into the drive-thru, ask if they have the caramel empanada, and when they don't, then I just drive off. And then they throw the secret menu item yelling at you. The whole way through, though. They just throw the item at you. It's the greatest... Like fast food dessert outside of something at Dairy Queen, <laughs> and they took it off the menu. Now, I will give you a nice follow up. Uh, I was recently went to St. Louis on the way back. We stopped to get food, and uh, one my son, my one son, and I, we both we grabbed Subway. My Boo. wife and the other son wanted so that they would have Taco Bell, and I was like, I really don't, I can't do that. I won't do that now. I, I'll never eat there again. We went there. I made her like pay with her separate card. <laughs> you didn't want your money like going. Could, to it couldn't card. go on to it couldn't go on to the family credit card. It couldn't come out of our main account like her separate like cash account. It had to come out of there specifically from her money. I would not pay for it. So that's what you take your stance at the removing. He's of, gonna plant the flag on it <laughs> yeah, of the dessert. That's they got. Yeah, I'll never eat there again <laughs> unless they unless they bring it back. I will never eat there again. It, okay, well th- this is a follow up to your to your call because. Yeah. You weren't kidding when you left a, the hotline message saying I will never eat a Taco Bell again. Yeah. This is an example of you were that you were for real, and man. also You're, made my wife pay for it instead of me. <laughs> Incredible! I will not support that store anymore for that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. The All best right. thing, the best thing on their menu, and they took and they took it off. Yeah. When you tweeted them, didn't you tweet them? Yeah, they never responded either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do they still have that. chalupas on the menu? I don't think they were chubles for like a decade. Right. All right. So well, you know, I know. I boycotted them for a long time. Let's move on. And we're going to finish up with a couple of seasonal food items. The Make first rib. one is from Casey Jones. And uh, I'm not going to go over the whole article. I just thought it was a funny headline. The headline was, Pumpkin Spice Spam is almost <laughs> upon us. Are you heathen satisfied? <laughs> and so... Oh. Yeah, so I, I knew the pumpkin spice was incredibly popular and comes back every time, you know, this this time of the year. Is it really, though? It, it seems like it is, but but I didn't realize that it spread to spam. So I, I just, real quickly, because we got to move on, what, general thoughts on pumpkin spice? It's delicious. It's horrible. Wow. A pumpkin okay. spice latte's nice. Everything else is garbage. It's okay. the smell. That's all you really care about. It reminds you of fall... That's it. That's okay. It's not. I don't like. Any, I don't like anything else. I don't like pumpkin pie. I don't like any of this stuff. I like a pumpkin spice latte, and the rest of it can go to hell. In a cinnamon room, <laughs> it can go to hell. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Wow. It's a hard. You know. It's a hard takes. Yeah, really. Yeah. Don't mess hot, with hot, hot, t- takes. hot takes on pumpkin spice, <laughs> and don't mess with spam, people. Don't eat spam. Is, please, is please. spam sacred as well? I have a folder yes. for that. Yes. My favorite sandwich of all time is a spam sandwich uh, with tomato. As made by my father when I was a kid. Okay, all right. There it's you the go. best sandwich Listen, ever. You haven't okay. eaten until you've had a scrapple breakfast. Gentlemen, let's let's move on down the road and let's look at the travel page. I love the travel page. Yeah, I do as well. So Chris DeVos brings this item. And 
It's an article about a man that knits sweaters of places <laughs> and then visits the places on the sweater wearing Hashtag that sweater. Courage, man. Mm-hmm. Oh. And so... Hashtag too much free time. Well, hang on, hang or on. living the dream. So, so this comes to us from mysticalraven.com. The article begins, He might not look like a hero, but trust me, he is exactly who the world needs right now. Meet Sweater Dude. Okay, that's not his real name, but it fits. His actual name is Sam Barsky. He has several hobbies, and one of them is knitting. (laughs) (laughs) Why even mention the other hobbies? Who cares? (laughs) And as the headline explains, he knits sweaters of specific places and then visits those places while wearing the same sweater. (laughs) The list of of destinations, and therefore his sweater collection, to put it mildly, is vast. Yes. He's been many places. And so, if you'd like to see it for yourself, you can follow him on Facebook by searching Sam Barsky, Artistic Knitter. (laughs) (laughs) Or Color Knit. Now, I was just going to leave it there, but I have a brief update because I have exchanged emails with Sam Barsky. Yeah. Because I'm trying to get him to be be a guest on the show. Sam, Sam, Sam. Now, before you get too excited... The emails went back and forth pretty quickly. And my last email to him was, he said, hey, do you want to do an email or a phone interview? And I said, phone, with your permission, I'd like to record it and play it on our show. He has not responded since. (laughs) (laughs) Sam Barsky and the the Artistic Knitters is a great (laughs) band. Also, I feel like he's cousins to Bill Brasky. Bill, Bill Brasky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so this, this might have... I'm right here. <laughs> so I was getting very optimistic, and now I'm far less optimistic. Uh, but I am attempting to get the sweater knitter. Well, have you had any more luck with the guy from Hood News? I haven't reached out to the guy from Hood News. I but, you had. But, but I'm, I will, I'm but on I Mr. T. Yeah, I've reached out to Mr. T, and he's not responded. Damn it. Ooh. Yeah, I'm sorry. How about some sports, gentlemen? We all love sports. Eli Manning. Okay. Not a good sports. Now, this this is where I think the Malones are going to perk up. (laughs) Whole thing. This is where I think the Malones are going to perk up because, Harlan, I know you're a big sports fan. I am. Knicks talk. Yeah. We're not going to talk about the Knicks, but I think you'll find this interesting anyways. Keith, you brought us our first note. And I wanted to have this directly after travel because this is a travel slash sports item. This is double whammy. Yeah. Yeah. So... Fans looking to attend the Notre Dame game at Michigan now have a unique way to get tickets and a place to stay because Airbnb is partnered up with the Goodyear Blimp, and you can stay in the Goodyear Blimp, which has now been outfitted like a small hotel room. Dude, that would be like a dream come true, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it's been transformed into a one-bedroom, one-bath hotel room for two guests. Not only that, but you also get tickets to the game and shuttle and food and like it's a whole package. Wow! Yeah, isn't oh, that now amazing. When now, when it says you get the only problem, I think it it doesn't specific when you get taken to the game because it's in Ohio. Is it Lame. taking? Is it flying you there, or is they taking? Are they driving you there a different? <laughs> yeah, you way? hover over the game and watch it on a TV screen in your room. <laughs> hey, I'd rather do that. Yeah. I just, I'd rather be in the blimp while it's flying yeah. over the stadium mm-hmm. watching the game. Yeah, you can give the middle finger to all your friends down below. <laughs> <laughs> Keith, I don't think you're going to be surprised to know that I don't have answers to any of your questions. No. Um, <laughs> did, did, uh, also in the article, it did say that Goodyear Blimp is going to be the first 
non-human being yes. into the college football I've Hall got that fame. note right here, actually, yes. What? Did you catch that? The Goodyear that. Blimp is going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame as the first non- Non-human item. Boy, talk about the guy that who had the idea for like from Goodyear, who was like, "Let's do a blimp." <laughs> yeah. By the way, <laughs> if you ever swing through Atlanta, check out the College Football Hall of Fame. It's very nice. There you go. Not Goodyear. The blimp itself is being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yes, right? they've, the been, they've been at basically every major game for the last forty or fifty years. Probably. probably. Yeah. Yeah. Ever since they recovered from that Hindenburg disaster. That's right. That's yeah. the whole thing, yeah. It was a good year Hindenburg. So huge bounce back for blimps. Yeah. Because now yeah. they're yeah. inducted in the yeah. Hall of Fame. Like, yeah. wow. Wow, folks. Yeah, what a big come up from where they were. Yeah. <laughs> Man, they've come right. a long ways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you guys um, are all into entertainment as well, right? Sports and entertainment. Yes. Okay. Well, our, our last sports item. Did you hear about who's going to be playing at the Super Bowl this year at halftime? Shakira D, and Jennifer me. Lopez. That's right. So oh, yeah. we got to move on. But okay, wow. I was, was yeah, going to go around and ask people's loves. opinion. Yeah. Uh, so we'll start with you. You're on board with that. Yes, I am as well. Keith? Booty, booty bowl. Can, can, we, can we get some? Uh, <laughs> well, I moved on to Keith too soon. Oh, no, wow. Okay. All right, uh, Harlan. I share your excitement. I'm, I'm looking forward to. Uh, what you're saying is booty bowl. Booty bowl. Okay, all right. I, I, I'm not going to call it that. I'm just going to call it a very tasteful halftime show. Right. Can we get some outfit I'm issues? Some <laughs> some old well, do you want them Wait never to be able to perform again? Still mad at Justin Timberlake. For I wouldn't mind that. Okay, quick. I don't like either one of them. <laughs> J-Lo or Shakira? Nope. Wait, huh. wait, what? I thought you were on board with the halftime show. I'm on, I am on board. Okay. I'm going to turn the volume down. Oh, <laughs> you're going to watch it on mute. Mute. Yeah. Okay. Right. Fair enough. We turn on the lights, buy some candles. I, I don't know when her birthday is, but Jayla's about to turn 50. Yeah, she Jeez. just did like a couple weeks ago. Oh, there you go. Okay. It's it's insane. Her, uh, but Tony Braxton just turned like 51, and Gwen Stefani just turned 50. It's like 50 is the so new I just like 30 something. I saw Gwen in in Vegas not too long ago. Very close, right? and yeah. she's still you, amazing. Can you get yeah. her to come on the show? Um, she is in Vegas working right now, so no. Did you tap her on the shoulder and said, have you heard of Gravity Beard? I did. And yep. she was like, security, get this guy. Like, Interesting. Yeah. And then she, okay. but she whispered, she was like, yes, I have. get him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but still get him out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I understand. I get it. I, I get I, it. I, I kind of agree with Harlan, though. It can turn the volume down. Yeah. Well, I don't have a problem with either of those performers, and I'm excited to see both of them <laughs> perform at the halftime show. Gwen Stefani called this little girl up on stage, and she asked a girl a question, and the, answer, the girl answered, and she's like, and Gwen goes, Lauren, you adorable. Damn <laughs> 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 it. All right, well, that's sports. So, Adam, why don't we take a quick break and hear from one of our new promotional partners? Yes, two promotional partners. Yeah, uh, more platinum level content right after this. This week's episode is brought to you by Dr. Audio Box's Scream If You Wanna Go Faster Crematorium. Oh, yeah. Sick and tired of renting from Mortimer's Coffin Rental and Coffee Bar? Want to kick your funeral into high gear? Yes. Well, then, come on down. Our Screamatorium can take you places you've never been before. Our hyperspeed technology was rejected by some big names for being too fast. So we decided to share it with the public in the most practical way possible. Speed cremation. Travel into the eternal flame at 100 kilometers per hour, just like a cheetah. Add racing stripes and streamers to go out with a bang. 
and most importantly, scream if you want to go faster. Book today and receive your second cremation for 50% off. That's BOGO on all cremations. Oh, yeah. Scream if you want to go faster crematorium. Putting you on the fast track into the afterlife. There's only one correction there. It should be BOGOHO, which is buy one, get one half off. Okay. Bogoho. Why do you say that? Because he said if you get the second one half off. Oh, got it. Yeah. Okay. I tell you what, uh, the um, uh, helping people get to afterlife faster, uh, very good for a lot of our our listeners from the other side. That's right. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a great point because we yeah. were very we had a delayed onboarding process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that will help out a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, Maybe that's why we haven't heard from them lately because they don't have any complaints these days. That's mm-hmm. true. And also, this is the first time we've had two competitors both advertise on the show. So look out, Mortimer's Coffee Rental and Coffee Bar. Right. That, yeah, that sounded familiar to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so so now we've got a rival that have both advertised on the show. <laughs> yeah, so. hey man, we're indiscriminate. We put you on the air. If you got on the air. Yeah, yeah. Well, welcome back. For more information about Dr. Audio Boxes, scream if you want to go faster crematorium. Feel free to check out Weird With You. It's another terrific podcast from the Podfix Network. It can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts. And with that, folks, let's travel into the wild. So this is a segment where we talk. These all these stories are about animals, and if you like animals, you may also enjoy the Varmints podcast, which is hosted by our good friends Paul Chomo and Donna Hume. Yeah, the, over the there, award-winning. The, the award-winning, award-winning Varmints podcast over there on Blazing Caribou Studios. So, Richard Decker, age thirty-one, recently began sending messages to Sussex County Farm and horse stables, asking the animal caregivers. If he could have sex with their cows and horses. Oh, okay. That took a turn. Took a turn. Wild ride. <laughs> I was not this on is, for that ride. This is into the wild, Malones. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on to your seat. Into get, something else, it sounds like, too. It gets worse. When he was rejected by the farmers, Decker allegedly sent death threats and placed homemade metal spikes on their driveways to damage their tires, according to the report. In one case... He threatened to beat a farmer's wife with a wooden stick what? when denied permission. <laughs> that's that's a very low-tech threat. <laughs> with a wooden stick. I mean, the best way to do it is leave a bad Yelp review. I mean, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, it takes like, so hey. long to recover from that. <laughs> right? He'll never well, recover. Won't, won't let me have sex with goats one stop. <laughs> I love animals. Several of the property owners uh, reported their tires had been damaged by the spikes. Decker was arrested in Vernon Township on October 3rd after police searched his home. Wait, several property owners had damage to their cars? They yep. just asked the entire neighborhood to have sex with their animals. Mm-hmm. They all turned them down. Yep, not a single one. And didn't <laughs> talk about it, <laughs> yeah. I guess. They're just like, did you get that guy to just him? <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're, not gonna re- yeah. we're not going to report him to anybody. Yeah. Just, yeah. No, this man. Is between us. No. It's a neighborhood issue. Well, no, no. They did report on next door. Uh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was all over next door. All over so. next door. Uh-huh. It yeah. was ablaze with information. How about an installment for one of our new favorite segments, Police Beat, Adam? Ah, uh, Police Beat. Keith, the story comes from you. Jesus. You contribute MVP. MVP. <laughs> MVP. 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 I think it's enough that I don't remember most of these stories now. <laughs> yeah, he's just drunk all the time. This story comes to us from a small town in central Sweden, and it begins like this. 
It was Friday night in a village of 2000 when mm. two teenage siblings wandered out with their smartphones to play Pokemon Go. But instead of finding Pikachu and Squirtle, they soon came face to face in the park with a couple who must have seemed scarcely more real. The teenage mother, who reported the incident to the police, said they wore rubber masks depicting pigs' heads and they started screaming and waving, waving a green laser. <laughs> a laser beam hit one of the teens in the face and the children rushed back home, shaken but luckily unharmed. The mass shooters, who also wore t-shirts labeled King and Queen, were next spotted by incredulous motorists as they had sex beside the Hamlet's water wheel. Right. Well, where else would you have sex? (laughs) (laughs) Than beside the Hamlet's water wheel. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, there's like 2,000 people in that thing. Like, you have to know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> right? It says, uh, traffic backed up on the highway as some drivers slowed down and others cl- climbed out of their cars to behold the bizarre spectacle. Bob and Diane, we told you not in public anymore. <laughs> Thank God it wasn't Jack and Diane, am I right? <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah, it could have been. It says, the police didn't care so much about the traffic jam, she said, but one officer was concerned about the alleged laser attack and public sex. (laughs) (laughs) I like the the laser attack part is like getting Capone on tax evasion. (laughs) Right, exactly. Because it comes with this quote, he says, pointing at someone with a green laser could cause serious injury if it hits the eyes. (laughs) Yeah, so good seeing two people just like pigs like doing it. That's blinding as well. Right. Sweden only has laws for the eye laser. No, 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 Keith. He he goes on and says, and their water wheel sex could be considered sexual harassment if anyone took offense. (laughs) But they didn't, so that's fine. Right, so we're good. Yeah. The laser thing is really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, but that's why they pointed the green thing, so people couldn't see them doing the other stuff. They tried to blind them first. Excellent point. That's a good point. But the way the article ends is quite concerning. It says, the couple's identity and whereabouts remain unknown. That's weird. How is that possible? Well, they had the relatives of the police officers. <laughs> now, I, I didn't, I didn't lead off. <laughs> right? I wouldn't be surprised. Let's get some CSI action going there. <laughs> like, it can't be that hard to figure out who the people. That, you gotta be able to find those people pretty easy, unless they were really just passing through, like on a weird vacation. Passersby. Yeah, and they were like. Ooh, Hamlet. Mm. <laughs> Ooh, water with water mask? You're just yeah. randomly Ooh. passing by pig yeah. masks. More than Boy, just nothing, water. Says, nothing turns me on like a water wheel. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like, honey, grab the pig masks. <laughs> I, I didn't lead off with the with the um, with the headline for the article, but it was <laughs> so good. Sex pigs halt traffic after laser attack on Pokemon teens. <laughs> <laughs> That is a classic. <laughs> I think the only, the only, that is the a classic. set up better than that was. The true moral here is don't play Pokemon Go late at night. Okay. Especially in your Hamlet's water wheel. I think Just the only set up, the only set up better than that was, hey, Adam, have you ever thrown a flaming t-shirt or dildo at someone you've been in a fight with? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to know. <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. How do I know if I don't ask? Right. By the way, Hamlet's water wheel is my favorite Pokemon anyway. <laughs> is yeah. that right? Over sex pigs? Good one, Malone's. Got to catch them all. That's true. The collection's not complete. Yeah. I always Without drive bugs. people crazy. I'm like, you must catch all of them. 
Well, speaking of new segments, we're breaking ground once again, Adam. And also speaking of next door, this segment is called Best of Next Door. <laughs> yes. And if you're not aware of this, this comes from a Facebook group, which I think has like 30,000 people in it, and it's called The Best of Next Door. And because we're in Austin, I thought it was fitting that the first time that I went on to check out what was available there, I came across a story or a post from Austin. Yes. And so here it is. It's titled Crazy Lady. <laughs> and the post on next to her reads, someone needs to come and get their grandma. Nicely dressed older lady in a gold Cadillac drove rather aggressively through the spaghetti tangle of Zilker afternoon pickup traffic about 3.10 p.m. She had her, her window down so that my seven-year-old could hear clearly when she screamed, Get the f*** out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> over and over again at us. <laughs> Waiting at the stop sign and everyone else in, in the vicinity. I'm guessing that perhaps she is mentally ill. <laughs> but this seemed like a very dangerous situation considering the number of young children walking on the road. Does anyone know who this is? I was so shocked that I didn't get her license plate. Otherwise, I would have called 911. <laughs> Boy, lady yelling, get the f*** out the way? <laughs> Repeat, that- repeatedly, out her window at a bunch of grade school kids. I feel like she would have had more like heard it right. She was listening to she was yeah. listening to Ludacris. Move, bitch! Get out the way! Get she out threw, of the she way, threw bitch, an extra get little, out the way. She threw the f word in there, you know, for a little extra emphasis herself. I'm sure. I mean, you get really caught up with the song. That's true. Yeah. But anyway, that's our first installment of our new segment, "The Best of Next." Week. I love this. Hopefully, we'll do this segment again ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that, let's move on to this, and that is. Uh, this was actually kind of a joint a joint deal, a joint post in our group by Tiff and Luke. And that was Luke's roadkill mystery. Yeah. Okay. So here's what happened. Is that Tiff posted a picture that I think, I don't know why Luke didn't post it, but it, maybe he sent it to Tiff. And then it was a picture of Luke holding a, a small plastic cup, and then it was like some stew, and it had a tiny little piece of meat in it. And she simply asked the question, or said, hey, Luke was up in Virginia, West Virginia, at a roadkill cook-off guess can you identify this meat and it's this tiny little piece of meat there were 196 comments in that thread Mm. yes so we got almost 200 comments and so here are the various guesses i'm just going to read through all of the guesses (laughs) i was like 196 none were actual guesses (laughs) okay so i'm just going to read through them here we go you ready raccoon some sort of marsupial rabbit gator squirrel snake mountain oysters human Pig, beef, duck, some other bird that isn't chicken, chicken, (laughs) beaver, deer, possum, skunk, moose, armadillo, bobcat, coyote, turtle, frog, pigeon, elk, turkey, ostrich, vulture, rat, cat, bat, llama, goat, tofu, horse, dog, donkey, chipmunk, antelope, camel, elephant, monkey, or other primate, crocodile, zebra, giraffe, ferret, groundhog, prairie dog, children, or baby shark. (laughs) Of course. Thank you. Stop. Stop. Okay, 51 animals were guests before someone got it right. That list was 51 different guesses wow. that were all incorrect over the course of 196 comments. Wow. The correct answer... I was going to say, don't tease us. <laughs> ...was bear. Wow. Ooh. Guessed by my wife. No kidding. After all of those guesses, my wife steps in late in the conversation and goes... It's bear. It's gotta be bear. Right. I, th- <laughs> I think I'm going to say my sweet wife, but 
<laughs> neither here nor there. Right. Question, which bear is best? I have no idea. Black po- bears. Polar. This was black bear, actually. Ha! The answer was black bear. That's my true Polar. Yeah. Polar? Polar bear? Panda. Road yeah. Panda. Which, panda, by panda, the way, panda, would panda, be, panda. if I was any animal, it would be a panda bear. You look cute, but you're an yeah now now i didn't i didn't notice that chelsea got it right and a few other people didn't so there were additional guesses including fox gopher panther and badger wow yeah so so badger milk there are actually 55 incorrect guesses jeez well two words man West Virginia, Mount, <laughs> Mount Mama, Mama, take me, me home, country roads. <laughs> All right. Hey, I didn't think we we're doing the karaoke segment yet. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. And That's just me now, doing that. Now, of course, since we mentioned Luke's roadkill cook-off, we can't move on until... I thought you were going to say Luke's roadkill diary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said that. <laughs> because Luke called in with two messages from the roadkill kickoff. Luke is the roadkill kickoff. And we're going to listen to those now. I like kickoff as well. Yeah. I'm sure it was kicked off. Kickoff, cookoff. Yeah, I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was first. And here you go. Hey, guys. This is Luke. This yes. is how I talk. Finally, I'm getting in some cell service. Just coming out of the Marlinton Roadkill Cook-Off, and I'm full of bear, rabbit, deer, boar, probably a couple other unidentifiable meats. (laughs) Just coming out of the mountains, and, uh, man, I got to tell you, I don't know what you guys go through, but I've had zero complications. I'm even in a vehicle. I've got 2,000 miles on a suspension that I've completely replaced, ignition system I've fixed, air conditioning I've fixed, interior I've refreshed, and has never been out of the state of Florida, now a road trip longer than 100 miles, and it's 20 years, I've decided, oh, no, let's put 2,500 miles on it. Not even a single problem. But I got to tell you, I'm heading south just outside of Climax and High Point, which I always thought High Point and Climax were the same moment. Hmm. <laughs> nice. That's Any- true. Ooh, the Petty Museum. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like, I like that Luke found the roadkill cook-off. I don't think it was planned, though. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. how did of all people to find that Luke did? Well, he's probably on his yeah, way. Good point. He was on his way here, probably, and <laughs> took a wrong turn. And- that's that's one hundred percent true. But I think that no better person could have found that because he would enjoy it most out of everyone. That's a great point. That's a really good point. So, Actually, I'd like to request Luke to call back in and explain how he ended up going to the Roadkill Cookoff in West Virginia. I, I don't never got the story behind it. Uh, that's true. Yeah, Luke, hook it up. Did, bro. And how did Paul not go with him? <laughs> right. All right. Well, he did leave a second message, and here's that message. Okay, so the Petty Museum was not exactly what I expected. Oh, no. I forgot. <laughs> North Carolina, they idolize Richard Petty <laughs> and not people being petty. Anyhow, just forgot to tell you. Hey, Tiff, no thanks, I'd rather starve? Yeah, forget about it. Not up here at Roadkill. It's more like, like I've said for years, if it's got a face, it's got a taste. Put it on the plate. <laughs> <laughs> Again, this is Luke. This is how I talk. Nice. Thank you, Luke. I, I guarantee that's a that's a that's a real thing that Luke says. This <laughs> guy has got for many years. Well, yeah. of course, because him and Paul Chomo and Brian Shampoo and maybe another per- couple people 
they're part of the Eat Anything Boys. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. You're right about that. They've got their own hashtag. <laughs> How can I forget? E- hashtag EAB, Eat Anything Boys. All right. Well, I think the only way that we can follow up uh, the discussion about the Roadkill kickoff is from one of our newer segments, maybe my favorite still, and that is Florida Man. Florida Man. So here's the latest message from our good friend, Florida Man. Hey, it's a Florida Man, (laughs) and this is how I talk. I'm calling from my new trailer park in Orlando. Oh, nice. I got out on parole because I graduated number one in my Spanish class. (laughs) I can ask where the library is, and where the bathroom is. Oh. And I can say, two tacos, please. <laughs> None of them other clowns in the class could pronounce biblioteca. <laughs> anyway, so I get to watch my five-year-old son every other weekend between jail settings. <laughs> and this last weekend, that little goober called 911 to order a pizza. Can you believe it? Oh, yes. no. What's even funnier is the cop on duty was Officer Chad. And, well, we have a little history, if you know what I mean. So, when he saw where the car was coming from, he knew it was my house. <laughs> and so he went and actually bought a pizza for my little man. Oh, that's nice. Of course, he told him how he shouldn't be calling 911 to buy pizzas. But, eh, my son's going to be close to the cops someday anyway, just like his daddy. <laughs> the only thing I was upset about was Officer Chad didn't pick me up a pizza <laughs> Usually, when he picks me up, for one of my escapades, we usually swing by the hut and he gets me a P-Zone. Man, I'm craving some P-Zones now. Anchovies, <laughs> of course. Alright, well, PSA, don't call 911 to order pizzas unless you know Officer Chad. And then you might get a free pizza. But don't expect the P-Zone. Dundies, Florida man out. <laughs> uh, God bless Florida man. <laughs> I'm Dun- so glad that Florida Man is part of our universe. Oh, same. Dunsies. Isn't he terrific? And now I know how to get you know more P-Dogs without 911. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? Let's, so, Can we try it right now? Yeah. You can call from your phone. <laughs> I was going to use Jim. Now, <laughs> normally, gentlemen... They're like, Jim, stop calling here. <laughs> normally, we play Florida Man's message, and then we move on to our next segment. Right, mm-hmm. our next segment. Not today. Today we have got some Florida Man-related news. Mm. Florida Man's calls into our, sh- into our show have had such good reception that he has decided to launch his own podcast. Wow. It's mm. called the Florida Man Podcast, and he was nice enough to send me over a trailer for the show. Hell yeah. And I'm going to play that now. Hey, y'all. This is Florida Man. I want to tell you all about a brand new show coming out this November. The Florida Man Show. I keep seeing my name in the headlines, but they never seem to get the story quite right. Well, on this show, you get to hear the real story from the man himself. Me, Florida Man. Like that time that I got bit by a shark and I went to the bar instead of the hospital. (laughs) Or that time that I attacked my mattress thinking it was an intruder. (laughs) Or even when I became a millionaire and all the sweet stuff I spent all my money on. Look for the Florida Man Show wherever you get your podcast. And y'all stay awesome. 
Oh, that sounds like it's going to be such a good show. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> such a good show. Good luck to you, Florida man. Yeah, best of luck. Yeah. I, think, I think you put aside that money you guys sent for the commissary. He set that aside just That's so true. he could get some uh, recording equipment. equipment. That's true. Yeah. Hopefully, he'll have a set in, in jail, like a, a commissary recording kit. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he crashed yeah, a cigarette or something. Now, now, to your point, uh, Keith, um, that's an unusually good decision on his part. That's true. His judgment is quite <laughs> terrible. It's quite so, poor. So, so actually saving up money for something productive is really out of character yeah. for him. I take it back. He probably didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, it's time for entertainment. Entertainment. We are entertainers. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Chris DeVos of Podcast 42, he is our entertain turn. If you'd like more headlines besides the ones that we're going to discuss here, you can just search pop news, uh, hashtag pop news in our group. Here's our first story. Keith, this one is directly related to you, or I think one that you'll be interested in. Warner Brothers animated group plans a Funko film based on the collective, the collectible figures. I mean, they've got a relicense under the sun, so I could see doing it but like why really i thought you'd be more excited about this <laughs> i mean I they're, the, they're the new beanie baby it's gonna what? F- really the, f- the fed is gonna wear off eventually but i did like what are you gonna do with a movie that lego didn't Legos, already do that's exactly what they're gonna do yes they're gonna do the same thing that you did with the lego movie but yeah. with probably funko freddy trying to do something all right well and i'll still see it you know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so after panning it, they'll still get his eight dollars or whatever it costs to go to a movie. Fifteen thousand. Yeah. By the way, Hollywood, if you're that bored, please check out Pop Up Filmcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Every, every Tuesday, we got some original ideas for you. On the Podfix Network. On the Podfix Network. Podfix like a mother. Yes. Nice. Our next news item is from Leslie. The Simpsons will, uh, because we got Halloween coming up, so yeah. this is timely. The Simpsons will spoof Stranger Things for their Halloween. <laughs> oh, I bet that's going to be freaking brilliant. I think so too. God, Harlan, are you a Simpsons fan? Not really. Okay. What? All right. All right. Okay. Um, anyways, moving on. I haven't watched them in at least like twenty years. Probably. Yeah, but you still. Like I haven't either, but it's still genius. Yeah. It's still fantastic. Yeah. All right, and our last item. This is one that was of interest to me. Netflix has acquired the global streaming rights to Seinfeld, all 180 episodes. Oh, no. I think I've seen them Wait. all. That's oh, okay. For sure. Multiple times. <laughs> That's Multiple better than times. Friends. So I'm going yes. to share oh, some yeah. details with you guys, and I think this is going to give you some insight into some of the stuff that you probably haven't heard before, because I was surprised to learn some of this stuff. So this is a this will include all 180 episodes of the series and will be available uh, to stream on Netflix in the U.S. and around the world starting in 2021. This is a five-year deal reportedly worth more than NBC Universal paid for the office rights which was 500 million for 5 years. Jesus. What? And, and Warner uh, Hang on a second. And Warner's Media paid for Friends 425 million for 5 years. Waste of money. Now both of those were for US streaming rights only. Whoa. Dude, Friends is not that so wait a funny. And, a billion NBC dollars. NBC had to pay for the rights to a show that was on NBC. They, they don't own the rights to anything. Sure. Yeah. But but the point the point is that these these multi hundreds of millions of dollars are for five years only, and in these in the two previous deals that were for U.S. rights only. If right. it was going to be worldwide, that would have been more. Friends will be leaving Netflix at the end of this year, Thank and God. The Office will be leaving in 2021. Both of which were its most popular shows last year. 
I think the TV landscape over the next five years is going to be really, really interesting. All right, I, well, I just see too many streaming networks. It's going to end up screwing up a lot of stuff. There's no question about it. I mean, nobody's going to be buying all. Nobody's going to be buying the NBC one just to make sure they can watch The Office, right? That's well, true. Although that's a very good show. It's one of my favorite comedies it's of all they, time. That's why I bought. That's the sole reason that I bought Hulu. Was so I could watch Brooklyn Nine Nine. Nine Nine. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, I'm sorry to do this to you, fellas, but we're going to finish the entertainment segment on a sad note. And that is an update on Alex Trebek, who several months ago was diagnosed with stage three or four Four. Four pancreatic cancer. And the most recent announcement was that uh, his battle with cancer might mean the end of his time on Jeopardy. And here is uh, some comments directly from Alex himself. Trebek. <laughs> Suck it, Trebek. <laughs> <laughs> it feels so wrong. <laughs> God, I love those. Alex Trebek, he's talking about his battle with pancreatic cancer and the toll the treatment is taking on him. You're not afraid of dying? No. No. Not afraid of dying. Alex Trebek says he's hanging in as he undergoes a second round of chemo. We'll play it by ear and uh, just keep chunking along until we either win or lose. In a candid interview with CTV's W5, the Jeopardy legend admits he's wearing a wig on the show now, but Alex will continue to host the 36th season until he can't anymore. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm feeling good today. I will keep doing it as long as my skills do not diminish, and they have started to diminish. I'm slurring my words, my, my tongue doesn't work as much as well as it used to. The chemo has caused sores inside my mouth. Uh, it makes it difficult for me to speak and enunciate properly. And because this is our 8,000th episode, we have God. a whole category as a salute to 8,000. I'm 79 years old, so Jeez. hey, I've lived a good life, a I'm full retired. life, and uh, I'm nearing the end of that life. I know that. Sorry, folks. Suddenly the show just turned south mm. without any explanation. <laughs> oh, boy. So that's the latest song. Alex Trebek's Battle with Pancreatic Cancer. Again, he dies. Take the show off the air. I agree. It's done. It had a, it had a good run. Who's going to replace Trebek? Will well, they, <laughs> they were, you, know they, you know, they replaced Bob Barker. Yeah, and they should. Yeah, they they shouldn't, though. I don't think so either. No. Yeah. And I can I just be on the go on the record this day. Drew Carey was cooler fat. <laughs> Did that show still come on? Yeah. No. Yeah. He yeah. looks it's hosted by Drew Carey. Weird. Keith, in in your honor, speaking of bringing us down, oh, God, <laughs> you're really gonna ruin this. It's time to talk about our next candidates for apartments. Oh, oh I thought it was going to be news quick. Hits. Alex Trebek. No, I just want to demonstrate that I Don't used... Don't do it. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. <laughs> I just want to demonstrate soon. that I fit in a, a, a well-executed segue that you're known for doing on your show. Right, I'm out of here. I'm done. <laughs> check out this the, down and walk away. Check out the pop-up film cast. You'll love it. For all my segue greatness. <laughs> all right. Well, at our last meeting, we completed our last apartment, which I think, uh, yeah, when Artie Johnson moved in with Billy Drago and Leia Coca in our 12th apartment. Are you familiar with this segment, Harlan? I am not. Okay, so basically we have a an apartment complex, and each apartment has three bedrooms in it. It's a really big island that this campus is on. Mm-hmm. And, and, as, and as famous people die, we have discussions about those celebrities, 
and we discuss whether or not they're worthy of occupying one of the rooms in one of our three-room apartments. So here are the the here are the <laughs> the funny thing is I don't think we've ever explained that. Yeah. <laughs> I think people have generally caught yeah, on. Yeah, they get it, yeah. But I wanted to do it for the Malones. For the Malones, right. Yeah, since he's here to participate. Okay, so here are candidates. Here's our first one, brought to us by Casey Jones. Jack Davis, American cartoonist, illustrator, and the, the last surviving artist from the EC Comics imprint, has died from complications related to a stroke. He was 91. Have you guys heard of Jack Davis? No. Nope. But certainly you've heard of Mad Magazine. 100%. Correct. Okay. Well, Davis was perhaps Jim best Davis. known as one of the... Fe- no, that was the uh, the uh, guy behind Garfield Comics. Those are two different people. God, totally different people. Yeah. Davis was perhaps best known as one of the founding cartoonists for Mad Magazine, which started in 1952. He was first published at age 12. After graduation, Davis remained in his hometown working as a cartoonist uh, intern at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, Keith, which is your local newspaper today. (laughs) From there, Davis began working as a freelancer for William Gaines EC Comics. EC Comics was best known for the horror comics such as Tales from the Crypt. Mm. I didn't know that was a comic. I just thought it was a TV show or whatever. Do you guys know that was a comic strip? No, I didn't know that. Oh, if Keith did. Okay. Of course. Because uh, I da- know everything. <laughs> right. MVP. MVP. <laughs> Davis took over the, as the Crypt Keeper. Wow. Wow. Uh, stories in 1951. In August of 1952, Mad premiered as a comic book under the EC umbrella before uh, converting it to its to a magazine in 1955. Davis was one of the founders um, of the usual gang of idiots of Mad alongside editor and writer Harvey Kurtzman and fellow artist Wally Wood, Will Elder, and John Severin. There wasn't anything Jack couldn't do. Front covers, caricatures, sports scenes, monsters. His comedic range was just incredible. His ability to put energy and motion into its drawings. It was Jack's immediate recognizable style that revolutionized comic illustration. That style also graced numerous TV guide covers and film posters. His work can be seen on Marketing materials for classic films such as American Graffiti, The Bad News Bears, It's a Mad, 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 Mad World, and The Long Goodbye. Gentlemen, does Jack Davis, one of the founding members of cartoonists for Mad Magazine, deserve to be the first resident of our 13th apartment? Uh, I'm going to say no. Interesting. Because despite knowing his work, you wouldn't know his name offhand. Correct. Wow. Adam? I'm sorry. This is our 12th apartment. Yeah, I think that he has a really, really storied career. He really does. Really storied. And he has a lot of influence. I just feel like he falls into the category of somebody who has like a lot of... Has done a lot of cool things, but yeah, the hard part for me is that he has a story career and he has a lot of influence, like right. you know, into that, into that into that genre. Yeah, and he's been in a lot of crap. I mean, like you don't, I mean, all the things he's been in, but I mean, and, and you, when you look at his picture, like it looks like a sweet guy. You know, how do you like <laughs> how do you say no to that face? But like. I don't know. I think I think that at the bottom, at the end of the day, like no one would know who he is. I mean, we've put Not the guy who invented the calculator in, so I don't know if that. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, but the T eighty six, the T I eighty six, T I eighty six. That's classic, <laughs> classic. He's so, w- what's your vote, Adam? 
Keith Keith is a no. Yeah, yeah, the Malones are a no. The Malones are a no? I'm a no. Wow. Adam? I'm going to say no, but I could be swayed. Ooh, there's no swing. That's a majority. Well, I haven't voted yet. He hasn't voted yet. Well, it's so three we, to we one, deadlock. so that would be a If you have a compelling... Well, I mean, technically, it's four to one right now, because he's three Malones. Yeah. <laughs> so that's... It's really unfortunate for Jack Davis that the Malones are on the show today. I know, yes. Yeah, it's four to one right now. I like this. You get three votes. That's good Dick. stuff. I, I, I wasn't... I, I've never heard of him. No. When I when I read and did the research, actually did some research. Cursory. It was cursory, mm-hmm. I promise you. I would never do more than that. Uh, I was swayed, and I was I was going to vote for him to go in. See, I'm not, I'm not going to try to convince you to change your vote. I would vote for him to go in. Well, I was just... It's funny you say that, because I'm like, as I'm scrolling, I'm like, okay, let me just see. Like, it's a long scroll. It's a very long scroll. It's a very long scroll of his career. <laughs> and he's got... I mean, he was nominated to the Hall of Fame. Of what? Stuff that he was nominated <laughs> to the Hall of Fame Long for. scrolls. <laughs> long scrolls and storied careers. He's a recent nominee into the Long Scroll Hall of Fame. Well, the problem is here that if we both vote yes, it's... it's it's a deadlock. That's true. Although I guess it's still four to two. Yeah, because there's three Malones voting. Three Malones, right? Based on the criteria that we yeah, give, I think that from like, what we said it before, like we have a pretty strict criteria, and okay, nobody knows. Yeah. All this right, guy. so that's so it's a no for you. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Sorry, I, Jack. I gotta this really weighs on me. As if this <laughs> was like a thing. You, know, you saw his face. You saw his face. That's why. I know. I should look at his face. Like, oh. Never look Grandpa. at their face. <laughs> that, that, that's like if you're a farmer, don't name your animals. <laughs> don't name your animals. Sauce face. Now you're a believer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, sorry, Jack Davis, founding illustrator for Mad Magazine. You are not okay, but admitted. To be fair, that's a niche. Ah, uh-uh, you are not admitted <laughs> into an apartment. I'm sorry. No, that's what I'm saying. Like founder of Mad Magazine, everyone knows it. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty niche publication. Okay, it's only been around for 60 years. All right. Okay, let's move on to our next candidate. Uh, that was brought to us by... By the way, who brought, who brought Jack Davis to us? Did I say Casey Jones? I think I did say that. Okay, our next candidate is brought to us by Dave Champa. Mm. That would be Rudger Hauer. Rudger Hauer. 100%. Oh, wow, okay, we haven't gotten to voting yet. Don't have to. <laughs> Malone's, you know would, like, would you, you know like to vote name, early? So it counts. Huh? You know his name, so... Actually, that, that, I mean, that's our first litmus test for consideration. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so j- do you guys want me to even tell you anything about Rutger Hauer? Or you just want to vote. Do. Okay, great. You have to. Okay, Rutger Hauer, the versatile Dutch leading man of the '70s who went on to star in the 1982 Blade Runner as Roy Batty. Haven't seen Blade Runner. Died. Okay. I haven't seen Blade Runner. Okay, just get over it. Died July 19th at his home in the Netherlands after a short illness. He was 75. Um, okay, so Blade Runner, believe it or not, was a resounding flop in its original release, but it became a cult classic. And more recently, he appeared in a pair of 2005 films as Cardinal Rourke in Sin City and as the corporate villain in, uh, who Bruce Wayne discovers is ruining the Wayne Corp in Christopher Nolan's Batman Begins. He's also he, in Hobo with a Shotgun. <laughs> I haven't seen that, but he was also in True Blood for True Blood fans. Yeah. Anyway, yada, yada, yada. He was in a bunch of stuff uh, as the decades went on. Rudger Howard is, is a very recognizable name. Um, do we need to vote? Adam, would you vote Rudger He's Howard? He's in, man. Wow, okay. No hesitation. Malones? I know the name. 
but he's not even as decorated as the guy you oh, just said in, no. He's also uh, he's one of the stars of Lady Hawk, which is another great movie. Yeah. Also, Malone, so you don't have the benefit of knowing who has and hasn't been I voted in. But I, but I would just tell you that the bar is high. It's high? Yeah. Then nope. It's pretty high. Then I'm not letting him in. Oreo the raccoon still didn't get in, so meh. <laughs> <laughs> you would you would not hesitate. You'd put in Rudger Hauer. Absolutely, yes. He's been in he he's, the he's, he's, uh, Blade Runner? he's well enough known that he should go in. He's well enough known. Dude, he has hundred and seventy acting credits. Okay. Well, how many of those are American? <laughs> that, is, that is an excellent question. No, I'm serious. That yes. And how that, many were Dutch porn? That's <laughs> <a> load. Yeah. <laughs> 140 of those were Dutch porn, but the other 30. Okay, so now were we're at really 140 percent. He gets it. <laughs> I I mean I'm only vaguely from he did do a lot of stuff and and his career was really long and generally if if the name is recognizable and he's got that many credits like way over a hundred i mean the guy was a prolific actor for decades and decades it looks like 40 years of film i wasn't gonna put him in because i didn't think that the things that he did were that impactful but but he based on other people and the reasons why we've put other people in you are also not gonna put peter mayhew in I don't remember what my stance on Peter Mayhew was. Uh, you were not going to put him in. I think I was you going to. You thought he was a one-trick pony because no, no, he only did one character. No, no, you know what? Actually, you're confusing me with my friend John McKay. I was going to put Peter Mayhew in, and then John McKay sent me a private text message, like throwing a fit over the fact that we were going to consider Peter, Peter Mayhew. So you're, you're, you're just confusing with my friend John. I think based on the reasons we put other people in, like we put character actors in with long resumes yeah, that no one yeah, recognized. Right. So... The Malones would not put Rudger Hauer in, and I understand that position. Uh, you guys both didn't hesitate at all. I'm a little bit on the fence, but based on precedence, I will vote to put him in. Hell yeah. So, Rudger Hauer, Rudger Hauer, you'll be the first resident of our 12th apartment. He'll be a good villain up there in the apartments, too. <laughs> oh, and by the way, by the way, not, not to kill all of the conversation we just had, but Rudger Hauer was our lead vote getter what? in the intern's choice poll with 43%. Uh-huh. I like how you make this like a dramatic thing. <laughs> you know you have the answer all together. He's in already, but let's argue <laughs> But it let's out. still discuss this. It's fun to discuss. Of course. Admit it. Okay, our next candidate comes to us from Kerry McGinnis. I know what Adam's going to say, but we're going to have a brief discussion anyways. Stuart, the dog that portrayed... Cheddar on Brooklyn Nine-Nine recently passed away. Sad news for members of the Nine-Nine family today. Stuart, the 13-year-old Corgi who played Captain Captain Holt's dog Cheddar in most of his appearances on the show has died. Stuart's owner and trainer released the news on Instagram today. That's really weird, kind of. (laughs) Uh, Including details of the dog's last day, which included a trip to the beach, playing in the surf, and getting to eat some of his favorite burgers from In-N-Out, Keith. All right. Does Cheddar get in? No. The, the animal Question. area. Question. How many animals are in the... None, because Chris has a thing where he won't let them in. <laughs> well, we, we, have, we created an animal I thought we area. Did, I thought we did start voting animals in. Yeah, we, we created an animal area. Oh, you know what it was? Uh, I think Oreo didn't get in, but but uh, Grumpy, Grumpy Cat, Cat did, did get in. Yeah. Yeah. Justice for Oreo. No to Cheddar. <laughs> wow. Wow. Hashtag justice for Oreo. Hey, Oreo uh, is right, the, the okay. raccoon who actually played Rocket. In uh, the Guardians, they had a real rac- raccoon. Yeah, and his name was Oreo. No, he doesn't get in though. I didn't even know it was a real <laughs> raccoon. Why would you let him in? But you put Grumpy, you put grumpy Cat in. Yeah, 
Yeah, because he's got t-shirts. <laughs> Grumpy Cat has t-shirts. That was exactly what Grump- I said. Perpetuity like, matters here. Grump- Grumpy Cat will be around forever. All right, Garfield was around long before All right, Grumpy Cat. All right, hang on. And hang Garfield on. would get in if he died. <laughs> was it <Fuck>. fictional? <laughs> okay, Keith, your vote is no. Harlan, does, no. Ch- does Cheddar get in? No. Brooklyn Nine-Nine? I know. No. Wow. You got Grumpy Cat in there. The this way, guy here, is not so on here, Grumpy here's Cat's a good factor. level. He's not the original not one, which means another one died. They replaced him. They're just going to replace him again. The character is not going away. All right. Hang on. Does, well, Ch- does Cheddar I get mean, in? No, I no, mean, no. Does Cheddar get in? No, no, no. Based on <laughs> the criteria. Time. It's voting time. Based on the criteria that we've set forth for even animals, mm-hmm. he's less popular than Rocket. If I put 10 Corgis out Rocket there, you wouldn't be able to pick out the right one. Cool. <laughs> All well, right. I'm just saying, like, if we didn't let Rocket in... Okay, so so we've got a no, 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 no. I'm also going to vote no. But unfortunately, folks, he tied Rudger Hauer with 43 <laughs> <laughs> I saw that coming, man. You prick. You're So, congratulations, Stuart. You've been admitted into the, into the apartment <laughs> complex. Well, I'm not sad about it. I'll be honest. <laughs> I'm not either. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't have to make that decision. Jeez, man... Captain Raymond Holt <laughs> really getting mad at me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's let's discuss our last and final candidate. That was brought to us by Chris DeVos. Ross Perot, self-made billionaire, renowned patriot, and two-time independent candidate for U.S. president, has died after a five-month battle with leukemia. He was 89. I thought he died a long time ago. He That's did why not. He's um, and I and I didn't know he died at all. So he really just died either. recently. And if you would, oh sure, I'm positive. Saying the Santa Klugman is it? No, <laughs> this is definitely not a Jack Klugman. The Mandela effect. Here's some information about Ross Perot, the pioneer of of the computer services industry, who founded Electronic Data Systems Corp. in 1962, and Pro Systems Corp. 26 years later was five foot four, but his presence was larger than life. <laughs> Ross Perot Jr., his only son and CEO of the Pro Group, described him this way: mm-hmm. He was a great family man, a wonderful father, but at the end of the day. He was a wonderful humanitarian. Every day he came to work trying to figure out how he could help somebody. He started his empire, I actually really like his story, on his 32nd birthday as a one-man operation financed with $1,000 he borrowed from his wife, Margot, who, who he, he was married to for 60 years. Wow. Mm. Pro came up with the name Electronic Data Systems, uh, known most commonly as EDS, while attending Sunday services at Highland Park Presbyterian Church, which I've attended. <laughs> huh. He wasn't paying attention in, in church. No, so he apparently. wasn't. <laughs> Pro became a church. Pro became a multimillionaire when he took EDS public in 1968. No matter how busy Pro Pro was, family dinners were sacrosanct when the children were growing up. In a 2018 interview, Pro Junior describes the family dinner the night before the company's IPO. Dad said, "Now tomorrow we're going to take EDS public, and a lot of people are going to write about the money." That we, that we have. But remember, none of this is important. The only thing that is important is our family and how we take care of and respect our family. Pro became a billionaire in 1984 when General Motors Corp. bought EDS for nearly $2.6 billion. But, and this is my favorite part of the story, the marriage, marriage of Titans was short-lived. Pro and GM chairman Roger Smith butted heads. GM wanted to make uh, make acquisitions. Pro wanted to make better cars and fund the employee pension fund. So in 1986, the automaker shelled out $750 million to buy back Pro stock. Unfortunately <laughs> for EDS, 
GM's three-year non-compete agreement with Pro wasn't airtight. So in 1988, two years later, Pro and Pro Junior and a handful of former EDS loyalists launched Pro Systems in Plano. The information technology services company grew to more than 23,000 employees and had an annual revenue of $2.8 billion when Dell Incorporated acquired them in 2009 for $3.9 billion. Wow. Now remember, he started with a $1,000 loan from his wife. Now he's up to literally several billions of dollars. Many Americans knew, knew Pro because of his two, his two third-party runs uh, at the presidency in 92 and 96. They knew, his, they knew his high-pitched twang thanks to Dana Carvey skits on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> which, by the way, <laughs> Dana Carvey playing Ross Pro in the lobby of an office building with Kevin Nealon that ends with him riding Chris Farley like a bucking bronco. is one of the funniest <laughs> sketches ever to air on Saturday Night Live. It's one of my favorites. And they knew about his 30-minute paid infomercials with simple but scary economic charts that gave win to his campaign sales. I remember that. I was so frustrated. Like, why is this on TV right now? <laughs> yeah, because you're like 14. And you're like, yeah, like, I want to watch Dukes of Hazard <laughs> Or whatever. <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I'm nine years old and I'm like, I want to get back to TGIF. <laughs> right, of course. So anyway, does Ross Pro deserve to be the second person in our 12th apartment. That's a hard question because he was basically just a really good businessman that a lot of people knew because he ran for president. And I don't, he I don't, was a great guy. I don't know if you've heard about all the things that he did down. before he ran for president. I mean, he's amazing. He's no, amazing. No Oreo, no Peru. <laughs> we got to remember that um, Herb Kelleher and Lee Iacocca both got admitted in as pioneers no, from the I've, business industry. I think Peru gets in. Hands down. Yeah. Hands down. I mean, I'm also... I'm. I'm going to go ahead and say out of turn, I would absolutely put Ross Perot in, in an apartment. The I, only I, I third-party candidate Perot. that actually... The closest third-party candidate we've had. In, he got like 19%. Yeah. Did he in, get 19%? Oh, yeah. 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 Basically, he's the, he's the reason that George George H. Bush didn't lost. get reelected yep. because he was such a... a a force as a third party candidate, yep. like like he's he's the by a million miles the most successful third party candidate. Yep. Yeah, so he, he okay. was a pioneer in the U.S. political system. You know, I remember him saying like, if we can just get this percentage, and I thought it was like he was off by a lot, but I guess I here's, never, here's I the had, big kicker: he also got forty three percent in the intern. <laughs> <laughs> no, third no, party candidate? No, no, he didn't. Actually, Listen, actually, he got zero percent. Nobody voted for him. I'm, I'm glad he's in. Like honestly, I yeah, I, no, I think he should be in. I heard a for story sure. about for someone sure. who went to one of his ranches and said that he had a, a very modest dress code that he made all the women wear. They had to have dresses wow. down to their knees. Yeah. And, like, but she said it, the the facility was amazing. Yeah, yeah it has been a really. Well, I mean, hey, he passed the first criteria. Everybody knows his name. He was parodied over and over again by More Dana Carter. Anything, yeah. yeah. yeah it, it's been a very long day, but I don't know why. When Harlan, you said that somebody went to his ranch. And instead of like very modest dresses, I don't. I thought you were gonna say very modest giraffes. <laughs> <laughs> those and the are whole thing was was <laughs> just those giraffes. were important though, bro. And I was like, very wow, important. that's crazy. Well, the worst thing you want to encounter out in the world is right. modest giraffes. Modest giraffes. It's modest yeah. giraffes. Yeah, you want those slutty giraffes. <laughs> <laughs> slutty giraffes. That's just a concept I didn't think I was going to contemplate today. Yeah, well, hey, man, we're breaking new ground all over the place. <laughs> all over the place. Okay, well, it's three against one unless you want to make it unanimous. No, I'm, I, I want him in. I was just opening up for discussion. So you're voting yes. Yes, absolutely. Unanimous. Ross Pro. 
Becomes the second uh, resident in our 12th apartment. Yeah, you, you get a suite with like a second bathroom or something. When you yeah. Get no, no, no. We'll give him a small room and he'll just like build his own empire from there. He's 5'4". <laughs> small room is fine. Yeah. We'll, we'll give him like a like a, uh, like a a love seat in someone else's apartment. All of a sudden he'll own the whole complex. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there's only one thing left to do to close out the show and that's play some messages from the hotline. Yes. We only have a few and here they are. Here's our first message from the hotline. Hello, Gravity Boots. Yes. This is Cookie Monster. Hey, Cookie Monster. And this is how I talk. I have been compelled to call in because of the time of year. And I have to weigh in on something. In all my years tasting all types of cookies, I can say that I am an expert in the realm of cookies. Mm, and funny. I had to call in because I want everybody to know a sad, sad fact. That there is no such thing as a pumpkin or pumpkin spice cookie. <laughs> there are pumpkin breads. That's true. There are pumpkin muffins. There are pumpkin cakes. There are pumpkin cupcakes. There are even pumpkin whoopie pies. And I believe you, me, there are delicious. But there is no such thing as a pumpkin cookie. I do believe that in your heart of hearts, all of you in Gravity Bearland knows this too to be true. This is Cookie Monster, and this I'm glad he did the noms at the end because no way I confirmed it. Well, <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm confused though. I'm not really sure what his goal was. Does he want us to m- invent pumpkin spice cookies? No, I think he's just stating he's, the state yeah. of the union. There's no need for them because there's saying, all the other stuff. Oh, he's saying there's no need for them. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to die in that hill. So if Cookie mm-hmm. Monster is demanding that there's no should be any pumpkin spice cookies, I'm gonna, I will accommodate him. I learned a long time ago: don't go against Cookie Monster. <laughs> yeah, because you don't want to face Vegetable Monster. <laughs> no, we do not want to do that. All right, here's our next message, Adam. How about our next message? Hey, this is Chris from Play Comics, and this is how I talk. Yes. I just want everybody to know that I am definitely not an adult. Maybe five minutes ago, I ripped the nastiest, loudest, most foul-smelling fart I have let out in a very long time. <laughs> Bad enough to where somebody in the office with me legitimately told me that I needed to go into the bathroom and check to see if I had pooped my pants. I didn't, because I am an adult. But I'm also 12, because I find this farting hilarious. Wait, he did poop his pants? I said he did he check, check or didn't poop no, no, his he pants? Said, right. he said he didn't. He didn't. Wait, oh. but he did, he, did he did not poop his pants. Or he said. didn't check. But he didn't. I mean, like, one could interpret. At work, though? Come on. Yeah. There's probably someone sitting right next well, to him. Well, we first of all, I, I would like to recognize and commend, commend Chris for thinking enough of his own fart that he called the hotline. That's true. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. That, that's first and foremost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. But also, I think we all know. Don't trust a fart. Never. Right? Mm. Never trust a fart. Never. So that was incredibly risky on his part. <laughs> I'm not going to agree with that. Wow, really? All right. I thought that was kind of universal that everybody knew not to trust a fart. Yeah. yeah. Farts are always fun. I'm not saying they're not funny. I'm just saying... In certain stipulations, you can't trust them. Yeah, yeah. that's right. All right. Uh, gentlemen, how about our last message? And here's our next message. This is Emperor Palpatine, <laughs> and this is how I talk. Oh, hello, sir. I must say, it is amazing to see all of you take to the dark side without so much as a fight. <laughs> what do you do mean? Do not know what I mean. Oh, you will. You will. He spoke too soon. You yeah, see, sorry. 
Ancient Ajuntapa first devised a spice mixture to soothe the tumultuous transition oh, to the dark side after his ascension, be becoming the first dark lord of the Sith. Mm. And now, after a devious campaign, I see that all of you are taking to it like a child to his mother's milk. Good. <laughs> disgusting. Good. Continue to ingest the pumpkin spice, and you too will be on your way to transitioning to the dark side, too. Emperor Palpatine, out. <laughs> now, I'll be honest, I just thought it was like when he said, you'll, you know. You're coming to the dark side. You'll you'll soon find out. I thought maybe there's a new uh, elimination poll being announced. <laughs> <laughs> in, in dark days. Wow. Was, well, um, th- was that a warning? Again, I'm confused about the purpose of the message. Was he yeah. warning us? Yeah. He, yeah. Just don't. That pumpkin spice is coming. That it's we. Addictive. Maybe he's just. It's maybe he's just side. heralding fall. Maybe he's just you know heralding oh. the the entrance of fall. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's not so bad. Yeah. No. Well, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> he makes it sound so menacing. That's true. He's, he's just ushering, he makes it sound like he's a harbinger of, uh, of pumpkin, pumpkin spice. spice. Right. Yeah. No, As opposed just, to a herald. We're just usher- <laughs> we're just ushering in a delightful new season. That's right. Of course. But he does of, it in of, such of, a menacing way. Sweets and treats. Yeah, ex- exactly. Well, see, when you put it that way, I'm not so concerned about it. Yeah, it's just that menacing voice. Yeah, I and, guess the, he, and, and message delivery. He can't really help himself. Right, he is evil. Yeah, that's true. Everything that even good sounds evil. Yeah, that's an excellent. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, um, Adam, without any further ado, wait. That's the end of the ado. I don't have any more ado. <sighs> Damn it, Chris! You promised a do. It's why I, I wanted here. more ado. <laughs> no, 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 we had we had st- we had tons of ado. It was a lot of ado, right? But right? I want more Thank ado. you, Malones. I want more ado. <laughs> okay, well, Malones is quite satisfied with the amount of ado we've already had. He well. took three helpings of ado, so you and I got nothing. <laughs> yes, that's me. Damn it, Malones. Well, in any case, that uh, that concludes the end of our of our staff meeting. This was great. Should we do like a, a triple fist bump here? Uh, it's a triple. There's four of us. There's four of us here. Hands, but it's like one, two, three. That's, That's a triple fist, fist bump, folks. folks. Right. Yeah. I was going to say triple. I was like, no way else is going to say triple with me. I, I, I would have said You would have said it because yeah. you're my co-host. Right, of course. We Damn it. Okay. Well, Harland, I'm so glad you could be here for this. I'm glad I could, too. I had a great yeah. time. Did you enjoy yeah, attending dude. our meeting? Yeah. I think you've got to admit that this is much more enjoyable than most other staff meetings. It, definitely. And none By of this could far. have been solved in an email. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? So, so we had to have this meeting. It was yes. imperative. Keith. Thank you so much. Hmm, what? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> He's been up for a very, very long time. Yeah, I see. Uh, well, you're gonna, you're gonna have to like step off. it up if you're gonna be a road warrior like the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he re- he routinely heads <laughs> to the airport at four a.m. So two, right, two, routinely. three, or four. Yeah, yeah. God. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for your effort and thank you for staying up with us. Actually, I'm not tired from the travel. It's all this MVPing that I've had to do. <laughs> right. like, it's, it's hard to carry this load, man. I'm exhausted. That's right. Well, perhaps you should get some adult-sized space divers. Yeah, that would help. Right? You can buy, We did bring a sleep pod, though, so he's good. Oh, that's that. true. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go crawl into it right after this. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we don't want to keep you. Let's just end with some brief credits. The- Pop of Filmcast. Check it out. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Keith of the Pop of Filmcast. And the Podfix Network That's on right. behalf of him and you his. You can check out Harland. Uh, he is the guest on our. Uh, we're uh, reviewing a TV show, The Crooked Pendulum. Crooked yes. Pendulum. And he is on there. And his uh, personal one, the Nick Superfan cast. <laughs> yes. 
Crypto yes. Pendulum, title of a sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a high, high five, folks. <laughs> that's, more, right. that's more that Dutch porn that Rutger Howard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now let's finish up. I'm so sorry that I trampled on your opportunity to promote your show because I did want to do that. Thank you. All right, let's finish up with some brief credits. The content of these meetings is generated almost entirely by our talented team of interns, <clears throat> including Keith. If you'd like to contribute to the show, we'd love to have you join the team. Just search Gravity Beard Interns on Facebook. It's where we have very serious conversations about the dumbest things ever. Call us on the hotline if you like. That number is 321-465-2180. If you enjoyed the show, please tell other humans about it. Gravity Beard is a proud member of the Podfix Network. To find other great shows consistently creating platinum-level content, go right now to podfixnetwork.com or search at Podfix on Twitter. Our theme song is Walking the Dog. This catchy tune is Above and Beyond. Both are by Silent Partner. can be found on the YouTube audio library. Additional music in this episode is by Kevin McLeod. Promotional consideration in this episode comes from Justine Santiago and the talented team at We're With You and... Shea Garden Handmade Soaps. There you go. For my dear friend and co-host, Lord Saunders, our special guest, the Malones, and <laughs> the MVP, Keith Gala of Papa Filmcast, I'm your co-host, Toph. This meeting is adjourned. And peace. Dunskis. It was great. Good day. I don't like pumpkin pie. I don't like any of this stuff. I like a pumpkin spice latte, and the rest of it can go to hell. You're going to hear very little of Keith in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's a high five, folks. It was long but good. Tad, let me your sex tape.